Hello, everyone. This is Joe, the host of the You Meet in a Tavern podcast. Welcome into Season 3, Noir, a Call of Cthulhu adventure set in 1920s Appalachia. We are so excited about this season and so happy to have you here. If you are new to the podcast, welcome in. Thanks for checking us out. If you are old to the podcast, welcome back. Uh, Something we are doing a little bit different this year or this uh, season is that we are going to be live recording all of our episodes. I should say live broadcasting all of our episodes on Twitch. Go on to twitch.tv slash YMIA Tavern and hit us with a follow. I'll wait. I'll wait right now. Go ahead. Go do it. Pause it. Okay, you're back. Good. Twitch.tv slash YMIA Tavern. Every Thursday night, we're going to be doing something on Twitch, whether it's just hanging out, playing games, talking to the community uh, with the crew or with one of us or all of us. Um, But every couple weeks or so, we will be broadcasting a new episode. We already have episode one and two. Well, the episode you're about to hear and then the next one. We've already broadcasted those and the videos, uh, you can go to our Twitch profile and watch those videos if you want to catch up. So you can already catch the action of the second episode uh, via video format if you want. But if not, hang around the podcast. We're happy to have you. Um, And that's about it. That's my spiel for the beginning of the show. Enjoy season three. Enjoy this first prologue episode of Noir, A Call of Cthulhu Adventure. Peace out. Let's say you're in charge of this thing, kiddo. Get us going. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's roll. The year is... I actually didn't think what specific year it is. Let's say 1923. You meet in a coal mine. Because you are coal miners. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, gentlemen. I guess I'll go <laughs> first. Uh, my name is... Bobby Nichols. I've been uh, working the coal mines for many, many years. Uh, going on 40, 50, I lost count. About 43, somewhere around there, parts. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm always on high alert. There's some strange noises been happening down in these mines. So, uh, you just, you just do, we just do our jobs and you leave, uh, leave the rest to, uh, me. You know what I'm saying? All right. Bobby Nichols. And Bobby Nichols. Bobby Nichols. And Bobby Nichols. Um, I, I'm, I'm nervous. It's my first time having to do the do the voice in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, big Chuck Flannery. Five foot four, 110 pounds. The big part's ironic. Coal miner. <laughs> Witty. Fast in your face. And that's where I'm going to leave it for now. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm Conway Coleman. I was born in the mines. I'm gonna die in the mines. Until then, I'm gonna just keep on mining. All right. Coleman, I get it. Big Chuck is without a doubt the smartest one in the group. I already forgot my voice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you meet in a coal mine. You don't actually meet in a coal mine. You guys know each other because you're co-workers. You are working in a coal mine deep, deep, deep in the Appalachian Mountains. Very far. uh, Many hour drive from the nearest town. You were invited on this expedition, which is a, um, uh, we'll call it a speculating expedition, you were told, because uh, this mine supposedly carries uh, greater value than anything you've ever heard of in the, uh, you know, in the in the rest of the industry in, in Kentucky and West Virginia and the other mines you're familiar with. Um, and your pay reflects that. You're making the very, very cushy salary of up to 60 cents per ton of coal that you extract a day. Um, If you can, if you can get five or six tons out a day, that's, you know, uh, $3, $3, $3 a day. (laughs) Big money, big money. (laughs) Now, unfortunately you're paid in script and uh, you can only spend that money at the company store and uh, you have no idea how to leave the coal town, but that's okay. Uh, Surely nothing wrong with that. You find yourselves deep in the coal mine amidst the damp earth smells and industrial uh, odors of the gasoline-powered machinery that you have with you. Um, You are uh, wearing recently invented Edison safety lamps, which are powered by a wonder called electricity. Mm -hmm. And um, in the sort of main uh, large coal cavern that you find yourselves in, there is a big, probably a 10 to 15 foot long machine called a coal cutter, a newfangled machine that you guys were forced to drag down into the mine, which basically looks like a giant stationary uh, chainsaw with uh, bits that are about uh, four or five inches thick. And what you do is you push the coal cutter up to a wall of the mine and uh, turn it on like a chainsaw, and it chunks the wall so you don't have to uh, pickaxe it quite so much to get more coal. And pickaxe it, pickaxe it. Yeah, that's a verb. Um, <laughs> and uh, it is not at this moment cutting coal because it's broken. And your supervisor, man by the name of Randall Mims, has just stormed into the chamber he says what the fuck are you boys doing down here well listen up mims uh randy randy we uh we're doing our jobs are you doing your jobs does that look like does that look like a machine that's working right now mims mims i'm on it i'm on it i'm on it oh and then uh big chuck saunters over to the machine um as he is the 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 technologically inclined one um, and he's going to take a look and see if he can assess how to get it fired back up. Okay. Um, As you're doing that, uh, Randall nods over to the coal cart nearby, uh, which is probably only about a third of the way full 
And he says, boys, your shift's over in two hours, and I don't have to tell you that if that cart's not full, you're not getting paid today. You understand me? Settle down, Mims. I'm going to get the machine going, and then I might feed you to it. <laughs> Just kidding, but really, but not this. But I'm going to get to work here. <laughs> Conway lumbers over and grabs a pickaxe and starts uh, kind of hacking at the wall and just kind of mumbling under his breath for a little bit. And then he, he kind of yells over slowly, Damn it, Bobby, get over here and help me with this. We got to fill that card up. Bobby just kind of lowers his head and begrudgingly walks over. Goddamn, goddamn newfangled technology. It's bullshit. <laughs> okay. Um, so... <laughs> everybody's name big chuck big chuck is going over to take a look at the machine let's do a skill test let's do it i'll tell you how skill tests work in this here system called cthulhu 7th edition um let's do a uh let's call this a mechanical repair test if you look at your character sheet, you will see that you have 50 mechanical repair. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a 25 and a 10 next to it. Yeah. The way this system works is there are three tiers of difficulty. And, and what you're trying to do is roll a D100 and score lower than your score uh, in that given stat. So a normal difficulty mechanical repair test, you will need to score a 50 or below. If this was a hard mechanical repair test, you would need to score a 25 or below. And if it is an extreme mechanical repair test, you would need to roll a 10 or below. So low numbers are better. Low numbers are better. A 96 to 100 is a critical failure. Joe, uh, are you intending to show your character sheet on screen? I am. Yes, okay. I want to show this so making that sure. people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this, uh, these like blue boxes... That's like a threshold for success, or that's just correct. The big, the bigger boxes, okay. Correct. The so if I the, have a higher number, the blue, in there. the blue box is is your score, which is yeah. your threshold for success. Correct. You want a higher number. So, like, you've got your mouse yep. over well, like seventy I'll, intimidate. You'd have tell to you what, boys. Below. If there's one one thing, old old Kirk Dupes next to Bay, aka Tug the Thug Mugbar, can do. Hammer some ones Roll in there, low. baby. So, <laughs> this is my game. Although we're, gonna, we're my not going to have Jamal for that this season. This is my game. <laughs> old, old Big Chuck's going to be laying some wood <laughs> in this campaign. That's <laughs> <laughs> 67. 67 Whoa. is higher Whoa. than 50. So what happens? Well, you go over to fix the machine and uh, we'll say you're pretty good at mix messing with uh, machinery. So it sputters to life momentarily. It gives the wall a few chops and then it shoots a bolt off. You hear it whiz past your ear and it comes to a total stop. The machine has once again ceased to function. Did it hit Mims? Did the bolt hit Mims? It didn't. I was actually planning on that it's happening Randy if dead. you had rolled a critical failure. But since you rolled a regular <laughs> failure, it did not. <laughs> I can't even well, fail correctly. Good. Good to know. Okay. Podcast over. So, what's everybody else up to? What's going on? Hot shot. <laughs> Big Chuck just goes, uh, hot shot, as the bolt fires behind him. <laughs> and he keeps Holy lumbering shit, away. What was that? <laughs> Chuck. Actually, actually you, <laughs> Randall hears you, hears that happen, hear, sees the bolt whiz by, and he comes and he throws you out of the way, and he's like, get the fuck out of the way, I'll deal with this. 
and he starts uh, he starts fiddling with the machine. It's coughing and sputtering. He's not fixing it either, but uh, he's certainly giving it the old college try. What are you guys up to in the meantime? Uh, Bobby like backs up away from Conway. He's like, I think you got this. Uh, you youngins don't know what a you know what's all about this new stuff. But let me let me get some fresh fresh brain on this this here uh, machine. Let me check it out. Okay, and I'm gonna walk around to see if see if Bobby can get it started. Give me a um... pickled brain check. Isn't your guy a thousand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and literally, one. like, you put the infinity symbol for your age on your character. <laughs> he is just dust. What do I, I roll, like, a, one of these hundred dice and then a d10? Yeah, but give me a, actually, give me a spot hidden check. A spot hidden check. Spot hidden is kind of okay. like perception. I have a, I have 55, 27, 11. So 55, 55's normal success, 27. Really good success. I'm going to say it's hard. The oldest character has the best eyesight. Hard spot so hidden. So 27. Suspect. I have glasses on. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what? How many sides does a D10 have? Great question. 10. Uh, I can't I find a single detail. The math magician of the group. <laughs> what in the world? Where are my details? I'm out. just going to roll. You use a six and <laughs> okay. a four. You use a oh, six and a four go. and then a hundred. And then a D20 minus 12. That's a 12. Oh, I think I got it. Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. Uh, what do you mean are we ready? Up. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a while. Um, I rolled. I have a 10 and a three. So what is that? 13? That is a 13. That is a success. So you're taking a look. It, you you take a look over this machine and you notice something that uh, Big Chuck, the nerd who does uh, technical. Activities, <laughs> I love how every technical uh, thing you've said is clacking away on a keyboard. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, since you there, do are actually, machines, there are actually rules in the system for like rudimentary computers. I should have named my character Donatello because I do machines. <laughs> Just like <laughs> yes. Whereas, uh, whereas uh, Joe is cool but rude. Um, <laughs> no, so you you walk over and you don't you don't take a look at the panel because obviously nobody's getting any action out of that panel. But what you notice is that um, a significant number of large boulders have actually become lodged <laughs> in the like in the works on the bottom of the machine, uh, which is going to contribute. Obviously. I, not clear if that's the whole problem, but that's definitely holding up uh, the operation of the machine. You realize it's basically jammed with uh, huge, very hard rocks. So just to clarify, the technical okay. whiz takes a look at this and can't identify large boulders that are stuck. <laughs> you're, you're messing with the panel. Yeah, you're, you're too messing busy with the panel. With the you're, you're doing your electricity uh, stuff. This is both typing and also like an electric wizard. I feel like we, we have um, a really good season two like elevator vibe going right now. So you notice the rocks. What happens Whoa. next? <laughs> um, well, 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 what do you have here? Big Chuck. You were looking at your technologies. You get a problem right here. Look underneath. They got the big boulders. Coal man, you think you can move these? Get rid of them? Uh, uh yeah, Bobby. I'll, I'll get right on it. <laughs> he kind of lumbers over and starts picking up boulders, carrying them to the cart. Uh, me, big uh, Chuck, at this point, Big Chuck, real quick, would like to mumble under his breath, but not loud enough uh, for 
uh, Bobby to hear that he hates him. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a spot hidden check. <laughs> Uh, Conway, give me give me a strength roll. You can roll attributes the same as skills. I rolled a sixty-five. A sixty-five. So that's a regular pass. Yes. Okay. Um, Is there such thing as a super pass? You can you can have like gradations of how well you do based on how good you're. Like if you the tiers of rolls. So gradations. Gotcha. So if it's like fifty and I roll a three or something, like that's like a super pass. Yeah, that like if you get an extreme pass, I could say like, "Wow, you do a really good job." I, that's up to me. I can. Oh wow, you really oh, wow. that, do that problem. That problem was um, not only solved but really well. Okay, really good. Yeah, really exactly solved exactly. <laughs> Funny enough, this game, the system is sort of designed to screw with the players. Um, a ninety-six to a hundred is a critical fail, but only a one is a critical success. So you have a that's, that's 20, a 5% chance of critical failure, but a 1% chance of a critical success. I love that. I do. Um, <laughs> this, this game wants to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you dig the rocks out, and um, kind of in the instant that you are pulling the last boulder, and it takes you quite a while, um, you know, your, uh, Randall had mentioned that uh, you are – burn in daylight, which is still the case. It probably takes you like half an hour to get these boulders out. And the whole time you're messing with it, he is still um, screwing with the electronics. And kind of the instant that you pull the last boulder out, the machine sputters back to life. Uh, very dangerously, in fact. Uh, give me a give me a dodge roll. Let's let's call, let's let's do a dodge roll. Everybody, thirty four. No, just just Conway because he's standing right there. Suck it, Conway. Mm. Thirty-four. Uh, this old man is very good at dodge. Thirty-four. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna sit. That's not a. That's a failure, I believe, right? Because you have twenty-seven dodge. Dodge. Oh, what, not hold dexterity. on. What I, is, I, I keep. I was looking at dexterity for dodge. On, and that's dodge. Dodge is half. Dodge is. Yeah. Let the record show. Dodge, that dodge is twenty-seven. So it is a fail. That myself and Joe trust the players to tell us whether it was a fail or success. Tins has the minority report of all our character sheets up and he's like <laughs> verifying the stats. Well, because I have, the to, I have to track how well you pass. Disrespectfully disagree. Uh, but yes, I am. I am big brothering you. I'm actually, I have multiple additional cameras in your house too that you don't know about. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> while, we're, while we're learning, I actually don't like, it's actually helpful. Yeah, no, for sure. Everybody's so, yeah, learning. Okay, it's a, a lot of new people. This jab at tens. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make his life miserable for the next how how many months? At our rate, six years. Very true. Lucky, lucky <laughs> viewers. Seven episodes, six years. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Conway yeah. fails. Okay, Conway yeah. fails. So, um, uh, as because uh, Randall in classic. Uh, coal mine management uh, fashion was not looking out for your safety. Um, started it up while you're still standing sigma. there. You tried to dodge out of the way, but uh, your pant leg gets stuck in the kind of works of the cutter machine. And um, you manage to pull loose. You tear your pants and take one HP of damage, Ooh. Uh, which is directly below. It's actually kind of grayed out on your character sheets, but it's directly below your like the info section in the top left corner. Yeah, yeah. So, down to 13. It is great. Oh, actually, and actually these um, these uh, PDFs are interactable. So, like, you yeah, can click the 13 on there and it'll circle it. Uh, okay. So, on my That's character better. sheet, if you're watching the stream, it, my HP is 11. 
that's your max HP. And max then you HP, can bubble it. whatever your current HP is by clicking on it on the sheet. Ah, okay, cool. Got it. Perfect. So the machine is working and spitting out coal at a rapid rate, um, which is what I assume coal cutting machines do. I never worked in a coal mine myself. Um, you guys, uh, what do you guys do? So the uh, big Chuck is clearly the the uh, athletic presence that he has with his five foot four, hundred ten pound frame. Uh, scoops up his pickaxe and actually uh, maneuvers it pretty deftly. Um, and essentially is starting to break up the larger chunks that the machine is tearing off the walls is, or excuse me, is dislodging. All right. So, um, I'll, I'll say you guys work at it for about another hour and, uh, you get your cart loaded up, you start to push it, push it back up, I assume, right? I ain't pushing shit. That's what Coleman's for. Yeah. Bobby's, uh, Bobby's doing his best. (laughs) Yeah, which is Col- what, Coleman, by the you way. concur with so, that? Like, it, Conway's the best. muscle. I'm, you know, I do machines. What not does well. Bobby do? Not well. Uh, Bobby will break in half if uh, he tries to push that there cart up the hill <laughs> through the coal mine. So uh, he he uh, he's the he's the old uh, tutor for the for most of the miners. <laughs> A the constant mine. reminder of our future, like the Grim Reaper. Good to know. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Any day now. They've been saying that for years. Yeah. Coleman just gets behind the carts and starts pushing. All right. Give Um, me another strength check. Regular difficulty. 26. 26. Nice. So you're you're pushing the shit out of that. That's right. I have a rules question real quick. So is there, um, you know, in the blue boxes, there's that number. That's a regular. Obviously, we know there's the increased, two levels increased difficulty. Is there like... um, a simple where it's just, hey, you know, double the blue box or something or one and a half times the blue box? Or is that if it's if it's a simple task that I think you're good enough at, I can just at my discretion say you do that. Gotcha. OK. Um, or I can also obviously attributes tend to be way higher than skills. So I could always give you an attribute test if I want it to be pretty easy. OK, cool. Good to know. So. All right. You start to push it up the hill. The coal mine is deep. Um We've made this journey many times, and Conway Coleman is a very strong man. So, you're making great progress. Um, are are the are the two of you other guys walking with him, kind of around him, behind him, or where are you guys <laughs> behind? Um, I'm. Uh, I, no, I, you know what? Bobby would be up front. I think Bobby knows the mines real well. Okay. Um, so uh, in that, it's been case, down here. This particular mine, you're pushing. You're pushing the cart up a train track that goes up to the entrance of the mine. So, oh, I know it's that area very navigational well. skills to the test, <laughs> guys. We gotta go this way. Uh, Follow me. So, as you're pushing the cart up the hill, two things happen. You can hear Randall back behind you at the bottom of the mine. He's still futzing with the machine because um, he's worried it's gonna break again tomorrow and you you hear him yell fuck oh shit and then the the machine which was still running hits something and makes a very loud clank um and you hear like an electric shorting sound and basically simultaneous to that ahead of you towards the entrance of the mine you hear an incredibly loud uh, disorientingly, shockingly loud um, explosion, which actually um, 
the shockwave hits you and sort of knocks you all to your feet. Um, oh, damn it! And as you stand up, uh, as you kind of get your bearings and stand up, you realize that you are in total darkness uh, because there has been a cave-in. Uh, Our little lamps aren't you. working? Well, give, give them a try. Yeah, I'll, I'll give mine a spin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Your lamps are still working. <laughs> Your lamps are still working, but... Okay, uh, but if it's an elevator, can I break the panel open and try and rewire my helmet to make it work? It's not an elevator, it's just a steep hill, and it's covered in rocks. So, we've solved the elevator problem. I did look up if elevators have been invented yet in this time period, and they have. Rudimentary elevators, uh, which Good require complex operations. Yeah, I was so just about to say, I feel like that's just we'll like a running elevator. theme now. It's just that you meet in a tavern, elevator complex. Um, but the first thing that Big Chuck does, because <laughs> he was still holding his pickaxe, and he was actually behind him, and you hear him just kind of yell, um, uh, He's just kind of screwing like, oh, fuck Mims. And he's, or he walks past you guys back to the front. And since he has the pickaxe, he's trying to, you know, kind of use it to dislodge some rocks and see if there's a, a true path forward. Uh, just trying to assess the, the damage of the cave-in. Okay. Um, it's bad. It's bad. You don't even need a roll to see that uh, you guys are fucked. Um, there, there is, you, you, you give a few whacks at it and, um, huge heavy boulders uh, you're deep in a mountain um, no way for you to move them and in fact if you move them you could cause an even worse cave in you could get pinned um, you can immediately tell that uh, whatever you're going to do next it is not going to be uh, exiting out the entrance of the mine oh well Bobby has something to say about that what do you have to say about that Bobby I know I left something. I know I left something around here. I know I left some, just in case of emergency. I thought I left some dynamite sticks or something around here. I'm going to take a look around, see if I can find any explosives. You did leave some dynamite sticks around. Uh, the way mines, early mines were cleared is that you would take an auger and drill a hole in the wall, uh, shove a piece of dynamite through, and then light a fuse like a Looney Tunes fuse and run away. And the dynamite would explode, and now that uh, wall is a room. So because this is a coal mine and you've been digging into the mountain, there is, in fact, dynamite um, in the chamber with the um, with the cutting machine and the supervisor uh, who you guys haven't heard from since the explosion. A little fun oh, so fact for back. the listeners out there <clears throat> real we quick um, about that process, which is kind of neat. That's actually where the term YOLO came from. Is it, is it now? <laughs> <laughs> So a little history Fantastic. lesson for you. So so that's acting like I can't read. That's how far back? Uh a ways. Easy. A ways. Work. All right. A couple hundred. Feet. If I re- if I recall correctly, I got some dynamite sticks back uh back where we just came from and um yeah, fight fire with fire is what I always say. Let's bust through this joint. I'm gonna All go back right. and get them. You-, you go get that dynamite, Bobby. I'll start digging the hole for it. And he puts the brake on the cart, grabs his pickaxe, and starts picking away a hole in the wall of boulders for the dynamite. You'd use an auger, like a drill. Who, do we, we'll do, we, you do, we ha- do we have one? Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> Conway's a big boy. He's doing work. He's muscles. Big Chuck, big Chuck goes with, um, with Bobby, uh, you know, 
he Mims always had a pocket watch that he liked, and if, if he died, then he's gonna go ahead and go ahead and procure that for themselves. So big big Chuck's rolling back down the mine with his pickaxe uh in tow behind Bobby. Well uh okay. So so Randall is uh by the uh, the coal cutter, he is kind of disoriented. He's on his knees. He's coughing. Um, obviously, the whatever shockwave and rumblings that happened up front um, have kind of made their way back here. Plus, whatever happened with the machine, uh, it has shorted out all the electricity. I, I should have mentioned that before. All the electricity in the mine uh, is out. It's only your lamps are the only, uh, are the only light that you have. Um, and he is kind of getting to his feet, and he's coughing, and he says... Uh, <laughs> the fuck did you guys do? Look like shit, Mems. <laughs> Randy, you really gotta watch your language. We're in dire straits right now. We don't need any of that. That's too much. That's too much. I'm looking for dynamite. Flabbergasted. And I just shine my shine my flashlight around. With there my is head. there is some dynamite. Ah, oh, there you are, sweet Marie. Let's 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 take this back up to the opening, uh, Chuck. Randy, you gonna be okay? I'll be fine once you get us out of here. Um, and he's he's kind of thinking. He's like, I feel like there was something in the safety manual about bomb in a cave. And uh, whatever, it'll probably be fine. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. What do you what do you say, Randy? <laughs> real real quick, Big Chuck turns to Mims and says, uh, "Mims, let me see your pocket watch. We need to we need we need to get the timing right on this dynamite. I want to make sure we step away and and set the long enough fuse and make sure we're we're getting the countdown right." <laughs> <laughs> give me give me a uh, persuasion check. <laughs> okay. Uh I have I have picked up the wrong dice on it. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> okay. I needed to get below a ten. And At I, or wow. below a ten. And I got an eighty-three. So just, <laughs> just, just a That's bit a outside. Good. Why are you rolling so high in this campaign? He says, uh, go fuck yourself, Flannery. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Mims, I hate you. <laughs> and big, nah, big don't worry about it. That feeling is very mutual. Now go get us out of here. Bobby snatches the dynamite. Is like it's, it's a four point eight second fuse, Chuck. This one, and he grabs the dynamite. He's like, "Let's go. You can count to four, can't you? Five, maybe." Just grumbles and Who, following who's Bobby. You <laughs> try to keep up youngin all right so you guys you guys you guys mining the mining the cave-in we are going up back to the towards the entrance and i'm gonna blow it up i'm gonna blow up the cave-in all right give me an explosives check bobby nichols my specialty explosives seventy is a is a seventy is a is regular bo- pass. If number, this is yeah, a regular, regularly 70. difficult task. Seventy and then thirty five fourteen. So seventy is what I got to hit. Let's see. I'll roll my d ten that I finally found because I realized I rolled a d twelve last time. Good thing I rolled a three. That's a sixty one. Sixty one uh, would be a pass if this was a regularly difficult task, but it is not a regularly difficult oh, task. It is oh an boy. extremely difficult task. Um, so cool. you so guys managed failed. to get to cover, and since you failed, since you passed, uh, you have a regular success. Uh, no one is blown up by your attempt. <laughs> However, um, 
There is another loud boom as the dynamite goes off. Uh, and what happens is uh, you make the cave-in worse. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> even, more, even more rocks fall down. The cave-in was like, say, 50 yards from the entrance to the mine. Now it's like 100 yards from the entrance to the mine. We're dealing with a very unstable situation here. However, one thing that you notice is that as the sort of reverberations of the dynamite die down, you can hear, uh, not without some alarm, because uh, this could be a portent of something very dangerous, um, uh, sort of crackings and shiftings uh, in the walls deeper into the mine. Okay. Is that My old hearing probably didn't hear any of that. While we're at it, give me, Joe... Give me another explosive shake. This is regular difficulty. Well, better try it again. Grab another dynamite stick. Walk <laughs> up. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> okay. This is like an explosives knowledge <laughs> test. Uh, but give me give me the same same roll. Okay. Uh, that's a thirteen. Thirteen. Nice. So you d- you hadn't really thought about it before in the shock of what happened, but when the second explosion went off and caused the additional cave in. You realize that the sound that you guys heard just before the initial cave-in was also a dynamite explosion. You can do with that information what you will. Um, hmm. So that's only known to Bobby. Only known to Bobby. Only Bobby knows that. Now, fellas, I, I, I swear, maybe my, I don't know, my hearing's going, but I swear that I heard some more dynamite further deep in the cave. Maybe Eugene's at it again. Maybe they stuck down there, too. I don't know. No, 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 no. I mean, the, the first explosion oh. you heard, as in the initial cave-in, you realize that that sound, that loud explosion sound was dynamite. Heard, was dynamite. Oh, okay. Well, fellas, <laughs> uh, I don't know. But I think, I mean, judging by that explosion, I heard dynamite a long, long time. But I swear, that was that's the same sound that I heard earlier when we first uh, got this cave in. I think, I think someone else blew something up, caved us in. Fucking Kevin! Bobby, we've been down in this mine so many times, and all you do is talk about you've been down here. There ain't no other way out. At this point, Randall walks up and he's like, Bobby, stop talking fucking bullshit. Nobody set off any dynamite at the front of the mine. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Again with the language. Come check this out. (laughs) I think I might have found another way out. All right, Mims. I hate you. And then (laughs) Big Chuck starts heading behind Randy. (laughs) Feelings mutual, motherfucker. Conway Coleman uh, just starts following Randall Mims kind of almost uncomfortably close down the shaft. He's getting real tired of Mims. Bob, Bobby turns back, considers blowing up the rocks one more time, but uh, eventually just turns and says, ah, fuck it, and follows. <laughs> Language. Are you, are, you, are, you taking some, <laughs> are you taking some dynamite with you, or what do you guys have Oh your yes. Uh, I, uh, you, can, big, you don't just, have to say everything if you don't want to. Yeah, Big Chuck is strapped up at the pickaxe. Um, it's one of those things that it's you know it's his, so he's he's kind of like etched into it. Some some if fairly intricate designs on downtime. Um, 
not like to compromise its stability, but, you know, to, you know, just gently in there to just give it some, some flourish. Um, and that's kind of his, his prized possession here. So that's, that's what, uh, Big Chuck is rolling with. Bobby's got his pickaxe. He's scooping up whatever dynamite is left, shoving it in his pocket. And he's got another bulge in his pocket, but will not reveal what that is. It's his wiener. Uh, NSFW <laughs> right out here. Jesus. It's his wiener. <laughs> it's his wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he really loves explosives. (laughs) Conway's got the auger. He's carrying the auger along. Okay, (laughs) we have an auger. Okay, so you need. We had an auger. There was an auger by the cave in. Conway used the auger to to drill the dynamite hole. Are you bringing any dynamite with you, Bobby? Oh yeah, I'm bringing dynamite. Tacking. I actually I tie them together like nunchucks and sling them over my shoulder. (laughs) Seems reasonable. Yeah. Why not? All right. Um, all right, so you guys... <laughs> you do machines. <laughs> so you guys, do you guys follow Randall? Yeah. Big Chuck does, right. anyway. So he, he walks back sort of toward the back of the mine where you guys had not been excavating yet. Excavating, excuse me. And uh, whatever's been happening with these explosions further up, knocks something loose, and there is um, probably about the size of... Um, um, a yoga ball, I will say. There is a yoga ball-sized hole in the wall, which leads to a, a cavern in the future. Um, and I'm sure in the 1920s, all of your characters know what a yoga ball is. So that uh, <laughs> point of comparison will make perfect sense. That's actually what they all think immediately. You guys are all like, oh, boom, like a yoga ball. Um, and you can feel a draft coming through. Um, why don't you all give me a... Uh, Big Chuck, give me a geology check. Okay. And uh, Bobby and Conway, give me a navigation check. That's a 65 for old Bobby. Nine, 92 for Conway. Oh, damn. Um, I'm guessing that's a failure for Conway. Yeah. Oh, I rolled a 42. That's a massive failure for Conway. 42. Is 42 a pass? Aren't you pretty good at that? It's a pass for me. I was 65 in Navigate. That's what I was saying. Earlier. Okay. Uh, I got a 32, so I passed mine as well. Okay. So, uh, Big Chuck, you realize that the uh, type of mountain that you're uh, digging into out in the Appalachian, Appalachian wilderness um, it's really common actually for uh, caves to run through pretty close to the ground. Um, so uh, that cool breeze blowing through kind of implies to you that there may be uh, more chambers beyond this room and uh, it could even uh, open up somewhere else. Uh, and Bobby, you realize the same thing except Instead of geology fully, it's because you're a wily old, old coot who knows these hands. Well, of course, I know the mind's like the back of my hand. <laughs> and I know the back of my hands slightly well. Uh, so Big Chuck turns to the group and says, like, There might be a way out out there. Mims, why don't you hold it down here? Stay by the big machine. Hate to lose the value that you spend in that. Um, do you want to give me your pocket watch, though? And then I'll use that to keep track of how long we're gone when we go investigate this potential route out. How about this, Flannery? How about you go first so you can get eaten by a fucking bear, and then I'll follow through once he's full. Uh, Conway walks over to the hole and kind of pokes his head through the wall 
and kind of looks to see if it's a shaft, if it's another room, like what. It's a it's a fairly long shaft. It's straight, uh, rather cylindrical, although with sort of rocky juttings and outcroppings. Is it vertical and or horizontal? Horizontal. Okay. Um, and it bad. does look like it opens up about 50 feet further on. Uh, he, so Conway kind of yells, Mams, you're going to want to see what's in here. Bobby turns to Chuck. What the hell is your obsession with that man's pocket watch? <laughs> Bobby, it's, an, it's, a, it's a nice watch. It's a nice watch, right? Get, get over it, man. It's just a watch. Mams, you should really see this. He comes over and he takes a look and he says, all right, let's get out of here. We're not getting out. We're not getting out that way. So if there's an easier way out of this tunnel. While he's looking in the hole, uh-huh. Conway wants to try and grab his skull and bash it against the rocks. Let's go. I'm getting my pocket watch, baby. What? I'm tired. I, Con- Conway's tired of this fucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, we're what? getting into combat a little earlier than I wow. expected. Okay. Um, hold on, how well do Conway and Big Chuck know each other? We've all been working together for a long time. Workers, you know each other decently. Um, well. Can I do? Uh, is there like a motive check or something? Can I see if I get what he's what Conway's going to do and just like just gear back the pickaxe and get ready to jump in action? Just mess Mims up. <laughs> I am so confused why we're killing our supervisor right now. Can I just say that? Like, Joe, can you say that? (laughs) Attempted murder kill one. Um, Yeah, so uh, I'm going to say you don't realize what's happening because this catches everyone off guard, including Randall. Um, But uh, what Conway can do is a... uh, Maybe maybe Conway's been... uh, talking to those union organizers up top or something. I don't know. Um, He is... uh, you're doing a... I'm going to call this a fighting maneuver. Okay. Um, which is not like a normal uh, sort of attack with damage. Uh, but I'm going to just say you're trying to basically like surprise and bash him and knock him out. Um, right. Knock so him out what we're going to do... I'm trying to kill him. <laughs> sure. Knock him out Why? Uh, to death if you want. Um, like in Pokemon, so, but different. Uh, what we'll what we'll do is uh, we'll do a um, what are these called opposed roll. So you give me a let's see. Actually, one thing I didn't look at is what this guy's build is. As I say, like I'm extremely strong, and catching him off guard. He's he's pretty strong too. He's also minor, although he's a soft-handed manager probably. So let's see. Yeah, let's just do a let's just do a contested strength roll. So okay. the way this is going to work, we're both going to roll, and it goes based on tiers. So okay. like, it do, it's not number versus number, but it's type of success versus type of success. So if okay. we both roll a regular success, that's a tie. If you roll a regular success and I roll a hard success, uh, I win, or you know, vice versa. Sure. Come on. So come on, Conway. I've got a thirteen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Randall Randall rolls a 14, which is causing me to need to look at what his stats are, because I think that's probably also an extreme success. Oh, uh, Actually, no. He has 55 strength, so that's a hard success, and you get an extreme success, correct? Yes. Let's so go. you wallop him. I'm getting a you wallop, wallop baby. Him. Oh, boy. He, doesn't, he does not die. 
yet. But he is, he's pretty badly injured. Um, and he manages to, uh, he takes a serious head wound. Um, I'm going to mark down some HP loss here pretty significantly. Um, but he manages to sort of roll over at the hole and, and kind of kick you back away from him dazedly. And he sort of takes off military crawling uh, down the chamber. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? But he knows, but he knows. He knows you were trying to kill him just now. I, I, uh, I, yeah, think, I, I think I might be the fastest in the group, and I want that watch. And I also hate Mims. <laughs> so Big Chuck, because Conway just got kind of kicked back, Big Chuck is after him. Is after him. Bobby okay. backs up against the wall like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening? Damn it, Bobby, you know people die in cave-ins all the time, and I'm tired of his shit talking. But Conway, he's a supervisor. I know I've been here a long time, but... How many supervisors have we been through? How many have you he's killed, He's not dude? the last. <laughs> let, me just, let me just look up the rules for chases. Do you want that watch or not? Chases, but I wasn't expecting to be doing <laughs> one so soon. Uh... <laughs> All right, so um, let's see. What is your move rating? Um, eight. Great. Where is move rating? It's it's right below your nine. Power Mine's eight to the right of your education. Mine's nine. Okay, so big uh, chest. Yes. You're in nine. You're charging charging down the hole after him. Yeah, I'm hoping some of my dexterous skills help me navigate this fairly okay. well. So he has he has an eight, uh, which is slightly slower than you. But what we're going to do is that both of us. Um, are going to make a constitution roll okay. to see if we bump our move in either direction. Okay. Uh, 22. What is that for you? It is a hard, a hard, success? hard success. Yep. Past the middle number. Below the middle number. And let's see. He gets a 12, which is actually an extreme success. Oh, shit. Um, so he actually ekes it out and manages to basically, uh, he's got the adrenaline pumping. He basically matches your speed. So um, you are not able to catch him in the hole, which I assume you're you're climbing all the way down the hole. He's headed for the other end. You're headed for the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets there probably about 20 feet before you do because he jumped in there first. And once he's out the other end, um, he bolts. So you pop out the other end of the hole. You're in a cave, uh, which you can stand up and walk around in. You hear uh, his footsteps kind of receding in the distance, uh, but you cannot see uh, Supervisor Randall Mims any longer. Well, Conway, you really did it now. With just a huge sigh, I shout back into the hole. Uh, I, I don't know if they followed or not, but I just shout back like, you know, we lost him. I guess I'm speaking directly to Conway. We lost him. <laughs> well, um, you know, it was a real shame that one of those fallen rocks hit him on the head. Right, Bobby? <laughs> Bobby, like, inconspicuously feels for his bulge. <laughs> it's, look, it sounds like Bobby's hungry, and he's hungry for a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> Serve it up. No, I I don't know about... So did, did, uh, did R- Mims run... Which direction did he run? Towards the exit? Like, towards where we felt the draft? Or back towards no, the entrance? Mims, well, you don't Mims know whether it's an exit or not. He the went the through right. the hole into the deeper cave. Okay. Yeah. And he's gone. I can't see well, him anymore. 
you, you, you guys just, you go on ahead. I don't really know what just happened, but, uh, I trust your judgment. As soon as Big Chuck says that, or excuse me, as soon as Bobby says that, Big Chuck yells into the hole at Conway, bring Bobby along. Because <laughs> there's no way. Conway comes, Conway starts walking over slowly towards, come on, Bobby, we've got to get moving. Hey, 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 I don't want no trouble. Ain't no right, trouble to be had. Let's, let's just keep bit. on moving. All right. Well, lead the way, big boy. Conway crawls back through the hole to get back up with a. Uh, Big Chuck. All right. Bobby, you follow? I follow best this old man can. Okay. So you emerge, and like I mentioned to Kirk, you are now in a cave, which you can stand up in. Um, the ceiling is probably 10 feet high. It's quite spacious, um, so you're not like hemmed in like you were when you were climbing through the hole. And uh, basically, there's a wall to your left and kind of a hallway, passageway to your right. Which uh, goes around a bend into who knows what. What do you guys do? Start, start. And there's, there's just not, you know, just quickly glancing around the room with the with the headlamp, just seeing if there's any fissures or anything else worth noting in this room that I would maybe uh, be able to identify as a as a miner. Um, and if nothing, then I will proceed down the path. Yeah, everything looks notably solid. If anything, you think there's. There's really nowhere to go except backwards and forwards. Okay. okay. Onward and upward. Then that's that's uh, that's where I'm going. I I want to be more in uh, lockstep with. Actually, you know what? Uh, Big Chuck turns to to Conway and says, "I, uh, you lead, and I'll uh, I'll follow. Bobby, you get in the middle, so we know exactly where you're at." But. but. I, I might slow you down. I, I'll It'll catch up with you eventually. Bobby, I think oh, okay, uh, Big then. Chuck has a good point here. And Conway kind of takes the lead and starts walking. Uh, can we hear any, like, semblance of Mims, like, running or moving ahead of us? At all? I would say this is kind of, um, you know, if you're very quiet, you sort of hear... Um, some like kind of drippings and maybe scuffling sounds, uh, perhaps slightly more activity than you might expect um, in a totally abandoned cave. But you don't hear like footsteps, footsteps right or bend or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, Conway takes he the lead and because uh, because uh, Bobby was behind him, kind of crawling. When he got out and started running, he got a big jump on you guys. Okay. And, you know, obviously you had to wait for the two of you guys to climb through. At that point, he's long gone, deeper okay. into the cave. Yeah, Conway just takes the lead and, and starts walking. And as, as he's walking, he's like, Mams, we're coming for you. <laughs> okay. Murder okay. on the mind. <laughs> Every once in a while, just to be shitty, Big Chuck kind of like pokes with like the butt end of his pickaxe, uh, Bobby in the back to make sure he's, 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 he's got a good pick. Oh. He's got a good pace, man. I'm coming, I'm coming. You meet in the tavern, elder abuse edition. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, Chuck. Um, okay, so you walk down this cave for quite some time. Uh, probably at least like 20 minutes. Um, and it remains uh, somewhat of a... Um, 
like a hallway in terms of your ability to walk through it. The ceiling is high, spacious walls on either side of you, um, almost like a almost like a path. Um, and you are um, walking fairly leisurely, but through a long and winding um, set of caves, uh, albeit a straight one. Uh, you haven't come to any forks in the road yet. Um, I'll just note, I will say, let's say that you guys have been walking for about half an hour at a fairly slow, cautious pace. Um, and you think your headlamps will probably last for about another two hours. Just something to keep in the back of your head. Can uh, So is there a way for me to, as you offer us this information and my technical savvy or my te- technical inclinations, is there something that would tip me off to be able to, one, see if there's an adjustment I can make or two, you know, convey to the group? Actually, you know what? If we all know that information, I turn to um to to uh, to Bobby um and uh and and uh, Conway and I say uh yeah it looks like these uh looks like our helmets are about to to go out here and I don't know how far we're gonna have to walk um let's take turns using our lamps um and then Conway if you're up front you have yours on and then we'll kind of do like a truck and trailer type thing where two of the headlamps are off and then Bobby's is on. Or excuse me, Conway's is on, and then I suggest that to the group. That there's using that tiny brain of yours, Chuck. My brain's big as fuck, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> where do you where do you think big from Big Chuck comes from? Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, there you go. Mystery solved. Okay. So are you guys doing that? And then uh I switch off my headlamp and like grab the the back of um Bobby's shirt, but not like in like a I'm trying to control you way. Just like I so hey, I, I have a part of you, so you have a part of Conway. We can keep moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm shutting it off. Okay, I flick mine off as well. So um, you continue down the path. You've just got the one lamp on yet. And it is illuminating the path in front of you pretty well, but it's not quite reaching all the way into your periphery all around you. Um, so you have, um, it's good enough to walk to, uh, but um, the cave actually starts to widen up a little bit, um, not to become huge or anything, but uh, big enough that you're not able to see um, what's on every wall simultaneously, if that makes sense, uh, with the beam from just one lamp. Can I do a quick uh, geology uh, type check to see if I can identify why it would have widened like this all of a sudden? Um, or maybe Bob, sure, maybe Bobby sure. can do one for ex- experience sure. in mining or something. Do, do give it, give a, give a, give me a geology check. Yeah, I mean, would Bobby know this part of the caves, or is this just like the natural formation? Nothing to do with the mines. It's this is not of- a uh, cave that he's personally familiar with. He only has sort of natural caving knowledge okay okay like generally so applicable know. caving knowledge erosion uh, and whatnot would create bigger gaps and big wide areas within the tunnels so my ge- geology is forty twenty eight, and i got a 13 so hard pass okay um so as you're looking around as this uh, path kind of widens up it's not that you n- you necessarily know why the path would widen but you find it a little unusual, um, and you're starting to realize as you, again, as you look around, 
Um, it's, it is still sort of like a passageway, almost like a hallway. Um, I mean, it's rough around the edges. It's a cave. It's got rocks and stuff. Um, but it's just peculiar that, um, there would be a, a natural cave formation like this, uh, which just has such big chambers with a flat ground that you can walk on for this distance. You would expect like having to squeeze through somewhere or, um, you know, encountering obstacles, uh, but you're really just walking down this hallway and it's, um, it's just a little peculiar and that you don't, you don't know any additional kind of insight about it. Uh, but you, you do start to kind of think this is a bit strange. Uh, I, I make mention of that to the group that this does not make sense as a normal, uh, mine type scenario that this has been potentially carved out by, for some other reason that isn't exclusively to mine this area. Which it's the Chamber of Secrets. It, that's what it is. It's fine. It's yes. Only you encounter the only, the only thing it can be. <laughs> Play the flute. Put him to sleep. Okay. Um, everyone give me a listen check. Oh, I'm very good at that now. 32 for old Bobby. Tw- I, I failed mine. 21. Conway also failed. Whoa. <laughs> old man with you eagle eyes. You do hear something. We hear um, poop. You hear you hear a scuffling fairly close by around the corner, but you're not able to kind of draw any information about it. Um, you just hear a kind of scuffling just around the next bend in the cave wall. Uh, Bobby, would you would you would your boys hear that? And he flicks his uh, flashlight back on and just tucks his hand in his pants a little bit and turns that direction, illuminates that uh, where he heard the sound. Uh, b- just big, slow. Big Chuck turn, turns his lamp on and kind of like grips his pickaxe, kind of up and closer to to their chests, uh, and a little bit more of a ready to go position. Conway reaches up and turns his light off and kind of hunches over and kind of starts uh, skulking over towards that way. Okay, I don't. Yeah. So for for those in the chat, we don't. We don't know much about our characters' backgrounds here, so I don't know what that means, uh, but I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that Conway has some sort of crazy ability or something, (laughs) and I'm I'm going to follow Conway, because I'm certainly not going to be left protecting an old man. Not when I got a pocket watch uh, on the line. With the with the two of them far ahead. So of- so wait. So what order are you guys round in this corner, and in and what order are you doing it? Who's going first? Conway, no lamp on in the front? Question mark. Well, actually, you know what? If yeah, if we're trying to make a, a presence here, maybe Conway and uh, and old Big Chuck can coordinate something. If I've got the lamp on and you want to stay hidden, then I'll pull up first. Okay. So you turn the corner with your lamp on. Hold on. That was more of a question to Conway. We're not locking this in yet. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm kind of hoping I, I get a better understanding of what their thought was to all of a sudden go, oh, there's danger, light off, and I'm going to get all like Gollum style and get ready. I don't know that. I don't, cause okay, I don't know that there's danger, but if there is danger, like if it's a, ba- a bear or something, like in my mind, right, the light just makes you a target. Uh, that's fair. Okay. Well, but you got to see what's going on. Right, but you all Bobby. turn your lights on so I, I can see. Oh, I see. Okay. So you all are going to be less light. basically you all are the bait. 
Well, Bobby, Bobby's going to see his opportunity that you folks are heading forward and uh, just hang back a little bit. Okay, so whatever. I'll take front. Who cares? Who cares? Big, okay. big Chuck is big for a reason. Let's get in there. Conway, Conway points at Big Chuck and kind of motions him over to one side of the opening, right? Before, the, before we get to the turn. And Conway kind of takes the other and just kind of motions to Conway, like, just, you know, or to Big Chuck, you know, peek and then get back. See if you can see what it is. That way, if there's some, there is something there and he can lure it back, you know, maybe I can do something to protect him and our cowardly friend in the back can do nothing. So, yeah, right. Big Chuck gives him one of these Ooh. and then uh, yeah. does that, you know, kind of skirts the corner, like gets a, like slides against the wall, gets to the corner and just kind of does like a, a quick like whoop. To see if they, if I okay. can see anything. So as you round the corner, you hear a you hear a like a distinct loud scuffling sound, um, as if you have startled an animal. Uh, give me like a snap spot hidden roll. Um, okay, a thirteen. So that is a hard pass. <laughs> hard nice. pass. Okay. Uh, okay. So. You turn the corner and you hear this loud scuffling sound like something running away. It's not human. This is not the sound of human footsteps. And you know that because it's actually going up the cave wall, which is widening even more as you turn this corner. Um, And as you snap your head up toward the source of the sound, just for an instant, you see something about... 20 feet up on the far wall disappearing into a hole near the ceiling. Can I identify any characteristics from this thing that just disappeared in the ceiling? From from just my quick check? Nothing you have ever seen before. Okay. Uh, Did not have fur. Did not look like a bear. Okay. Um, I I report back. Uh, Well, we've got a, a wall climber here. Um... Just your general run-of-the-mill wall climber. No hair, no fur. Uh, so, not a bear, but climb climbs walls. Big big brain Chuck, what the fuck do you mean wall climb? Well, if your brain was big enough, Bobby, you'd understand exactly what I'm trying to tell you right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> since it's not, let me break it down a little easier. Some crazy-looking thing ran up the wall, through a hole, not a bear. That's where we're at. Okay, well... It must have been maybe a mole or something down here. How big was it? Um, okay, so if you put like seven moles stacked on top of each other and a <laughs> trench coat over it, bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't no moles, moles are not very big. That's like the size of a cat. Pretty <laughs> sure it's bigger than that. Well, moles that's why like, I said bigger than that. That's why I said bigger than that. That's, that's why I said yeah. bigger yeah. than that. Fair point. <laughs> So the Fair moles point. are still lost in the trench coat somewhere? <laughs> There's... Okay. Okay. As not a mole. Not a mole. Not a As you guys are working <laughs> this out. Chuck. Uh, as Big Brain before. Chuck is explaining this, um, you hear a loud sort of rattling hiss from further up the um, passageway, and then you hear Randall Mims scream. It's a dragon. <laughs> um, it's seven moles in a trench coat. Uh, the first, the, honestly, the first thing Big Chuck would say, like, 
Fuck you, Mims. <laughs> <laughs> Should have given me that watch. Um, there, Big Chuck is now seriously just getting closer to Conway in kind of like a grouping up type, like back to back esque uh, setup. Um, so that he, he uh, so Big Chuck feels like they have more angles covered. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. That, that's where. That's where. Uh, I, I think at this point, I, I, I what are what are you doing? I, are you staying still or no? No, like so. I was around the corner. Like, I'm backing towards uh, Conway. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Conway, flip your lamp on, and then I like I'm holding the pickaxe like again up in kind of like a ready position, but I'm trying to. You know, put like my shoulder against Conway's shoulder to cover more vision, to have more vision, is my thought. Yeah, Conway reaches up, flips his lamp on, like kind of yells over his shoulder, Bobby, get over here. Bobby's kind of sh- shaken up at this point. Uh, all right, all right. I guess, I guess with you two boys, it's the safest place we could be. We got to get the fuck out of here. We got to get out of this mine. I ain't dying down here. I got many years left on my, my timeline. Statistically, at age sixty, you're a coal miner, and like, <laughs> yeah. If anything, you're you like, you got like, like three years, quite honestly, right? <laughs> <laughs> Old Bobby playing with house money. Okay, so um, all right. So are you headed? You're headed in that direction. Uh, well, I'm following well, them. It's either yeah, back where we know is closed or forward. Um, I say maybe we do kind of like one of those like revolving kind of like back to back, but we're moving, so everybody's kind of checking every spot at once. You know what I'm saying? And then we're also rotating who's actually in the lead. So, you know, there's a chance that uh, the weakest link in the group, Bobby, uh, gets buckled first. So me and Conway can do some work. Uh, Bobby will have his flashlight on in, on his helmet, not really caring because he wants to see what he's looking at. It was already on. Even if it's behind. Yeah, I'm just saying he's keeping it on. Something yeah, we're, we're bigger than on. seven moles in a trench coat. What's wrong with you? Eight moles in a trench coat. Uh, honestly, it's bigger than eight moles in a trench coat, too. <laughs> I'll have to, after this episode's over and I've got some time, we'll, we'll figure out how many. Can that be a new are. unit of measure for you someone, in a tavern? Someone draw like that how up. How many moles is it? I think a mole is, is already a unit of measure. Right, but, it, but, but I mean, it actually you, is. You meet the tavern specific. Like. <laughs> but really small. It would be like a chemistry. lot of moles. It's very small. <laughs> well, we don't want to go too small. <laughs> so, you know, how many, how many you meet in a tavern moles is it? That's what it needs to be. Why am I A T moles? How many Eugenes? Fourteen Eugenes in a trench coat. <laughs> so you guys uh, walk down the hallway, rotating in a circle with your lights on. I think, as I understand it, I really like how um, you all are letting me set up these scenarios for y'all to just get attacked, and you're like, yeah, whatever. I mean, sure. Like, I mean, <laughs> big, big brain, big Chuck said it, so let's let's go. I mean, you got the brains. You said it. So uh, you head down the hallway that way. At this point, you're in a totally straight um, horizontal shaft uh, with straight walls on either side of you. Um, And so, uh, Big Chuck, you're becoming ever more uneasy about this because this... This even more so. You have you, there's nothing in your knowledge of sort of geology and the formation of caves and mountains that would lead to this sort of bizarre rectangular uh, hallway that you find yourself in, and that goes on for about 300 yards until you reach uh, an even bigger uh, chamber, which is perpendicular to the one that you were just walking down, and. Um, you notice a couple things. This is an enormous chamber. 
uh, with a vaulted ceiling, almost like a cathedral, although it is still um, rocky. It's still kind of rough and natural looking, uh, but it does have a massive sort of cathedral-esque vaulted ceiling, um, and it stretches for probably four or five hundred yards uh, in either direction. And the other thing you notice is that there's a very large uh, puddle of blood on the ground, and Randall Mims is nowhere to be seen. Okay, are, is there, like, blood leading from the puddle? Like, in a direction? There, there are sort of droplets around which maybe were him running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you don't see any big drag marks, uh, but for sure you don't see Randall. Uh, so Conway kind of walks over to the puddle, like uh, kind of sits down on his haunches, like dips a finger in the blood, and I think that I think that's Mims. Uh, um, couldn't have happened to a better man. <laughs> uh, seems like he suffered a massive head wound. Big Chuck and nervously says, "Hey, you see, you see a watch over there," <laughs> and uh, Chuck is clearly <laughs> very shaken about what they've like based on what he's seen the path they've gone through where they are now and the blood that is just kind of like a dust uh, not like a pool of blood with no real trail leading to where the incident could have gone to uh or where the body might be um big chuck is rattled for sure for like for sure while conway's still kneeling down looking around i want to look like straight up yes um both of you give me a spot hidden roll Four, which is a dang, and whatever the best one is called again. Nice. And I have a regular pass. I got a fifty-one, and I needed to beat a fifty. I rolled a four. 55. I need to beat a fifty-five, and I rolled a fifty-one. Okay, Big Chuck, you see, you see the pocket watch on the ground, about fifteen feet away on the ground. Uh, um, <laughs> that's what you see. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Chuck, a man is dying out here and you're still worried about this damn As I'm rolling the watch through my hands in excitement, I wipe the blood off onto Bobby's shirt. (laughs) Conway, with your spot hidden check on the ceiling, you look up as, um, uh, not Bobby, Big Chuck is going over to uh, nab this pocket watch and uh, you actually see two creatures uh, hanging onto the ceiling, um, and as you spot them with your lamp, uh, they look down, you see their eyes, you see their teeth, and you see them sort of charge down the wall towards you guys. Hold on. Can we take a uh, moment here? Are... I feel like I got into the mix too early. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have let you tell us, tell, say what, what, no, what... Uh, no, you're worried about the pocket watch. Because right. I thought this was <laughs> anything to do even before then. Brian said he wanted to look up. So this uh, is something that I've been planning for the last uh, minute or two. And I'm very excited about okay. those well. monsters are headed right for you. Right for you as you look at the pocket watch and you're not seeing them coming. You've got your AirPods in. You can't hear anything. <laughs> um, as these monsters, these um, sort of cave ghouls are charging down the wall. Um, you, somebody mentioned Gollum earlier. They're kind of like that. Um, they are gray, smooth skin, uh, roughly humanoid, but like a small human, like a child almost. How many you meet in a uh, tavern? Extremely mold? agile. 
Um, however many moles fits into a small child. Let's say if a child is 80 seven. pounds, a mole is... Seven. How many? Somebody said in the chat how much a mole weighs? Five to seven inches. Five to seven long. inches. That's not weight. So that doesn't tell us much. It's a bunch of moles. It's, it's like 37 It's a gaggle of moles. Uh, Are they wearing trench coats? They're not wearing trench coats. Um, they're not actually uh, a stack of moles in a trench coat. They're horrible, hideous, gray cave monsters. And they're coming right at Big Chuck. Ain't gonna touch me, so don't matter. Oh, shit. And everybody sees this now? Well, Conway the- sees it. Bobby's still shaking his head at the pocket watch. Conway... Conway kind of uh, starts making his way for Big Chuck and just yells over his shoulder to Bobby. Bobby, light some of that dynamite. What? What for, Conway? I'm old. I hear nothing, (laughs) see nothing, have no idea why Conway's running for Big Chuck and asking for dynamite. No idea. What what are you going to kill another man? Damn it, Bobby, light the dynamite. (laughs) Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. By spotting him and uh, running towards Chuck and yelling... Uh, you have prevented these monsters from getting a surprise attack. Um, so we'll go rather than uh, rather than them getting a free attack on Big Chuck and maybe killing him. Uh, we <laughs> cool. will go through normal initiative roll, uh, which is just Woo. order of dexterity. Um, the monsters have seventy dexterity. You know who else has seventy? Big brain, Big <laughs> Chuck. Flannery, let's get after it. Okay, that's Not great. Old man Bobby. I don't know what the tiebreaker is, but uh, what the tiebreaker is in this case is that you are too busy looking at a watch to see them coming, so <laughs> they get to go first. Okay. <laughs> so I will, uh, let's see, so the first monster uh, will go straight for Big Chuck. The second one um, sees... Well, we'll see, what, we'll see what the second one does in a second. But the first one, um, head straight for Big Chuck. Like I said, you see him coming at the last second, so you're not caught totally off guard. Um, and he is going to attack you. And the way that this works is he is going to roll his brawl stat. And you can do one of two things. Huh? You can either dodge or fight back. Um, the... If you fight back, either one of them is going to be a contested roll. Fight back will use your brawl stat. Dodge will use your dodge stat. The advantage of dodging is that on a on a draw, dodge, the defender wins. On a draw with fight back, the attacker wins. Okay. If you So if you fight back and you win, you will deal damage to the creature instead of the creature dealing damage to you. However, on a draw, it will hurt you. Whereas if you draw with a dodge, um, you'll dodge it. And again, the way it works is it goes by tier. So regular success versus regular success versus hard success, etc. So if um, if I beat them with a dodge, I, I'm, I can't inflict damage back on them, correct? You could on your turn. Correct, but not in this moment but right here. Okay. You're not going to counterattack. Okay. Uh, my dodge is higher, so I'm going to dodge. All right. The monster fails. Uh, nine. Okay. So. so you are you're quick. You're not strong, but you're quick. And you see this guy coming, and you sort of dart out of the way. He's like a charging rhino, and he just shoots right past you. I say, ha-ha, big chuck. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, kind of like, who's going to do him around? <laughs> All right, the second monster. Um, oh wait, did I roll that right? I love how you're just like. Yeah, I was looking at the. 
I was looking at the wrong stat block, but uh, it was a failure anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right, so second monster um, saw big, uh, saw Coleman running towards, Conway Coleman running towards and warning them, uh, kind of identified him as a threat too, so he's coming to chew. Okay. I'm going to choose to brawl. All right. The monster fails. I got a 37, which is a pass, a regular pass. Yeah. Okay. So are you, you're swinging back with your pickaxe. Is that right? No, I wouldn't have had, I don't think I would have had my pickaxe out. I'd probably just be swinging with like fists. Chuck and knocks. Love it. Okay. So I will give you, um, if you go down there, uh, you see your unarmed is 1d3 plus damage bonus. Um, you do get your damage bonus. I'm not sure how that's calculated, but you get it because it's, your my damage bonus is 1d4. Correct. So 1d3 a D3 plus and a 1d4. D4. Okay. And I think you guys don't have a damage bonus because you're not as strong. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Three damage total. <laughs> Three damage total. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me move One and a down. two. Whee. How much HP do these guys have? Okay. You actually, you actually wing him pretty good. Um, he's not down, but he is... Um, you you definitely hurt him just then. Excellent. Um, so that is their turn. And now it's, uh, I believe it's Bobby's turn, right? Order of decks. I have, I have 70 decks. I have 55. I have 45. So yeah, Bobby is up. Wait, Bobby, it's hold on. Lowest no, no, no. It's, it's, it's highest 45? decks, isn't it? It's got to be highest decks. Highest oh, decks. is it? Highest yeah, decks. Yeah, so, so it'll so be... Big chuck. Big chuck. Big Chuck. Oh yes, Big Chuck. I keep I keep falling for Kurt's joke and thinking that Conway is Big Chuck because he's big. Uh, <laughs> right. Big Chuck, the s- small guy, uh, goes next. Um, so as he goes, ha ha, Big Chuck, and he kind of like olays, like as the the uh, Gould esque thing kind of goes past uh, to Big Chuck's left. I'm going to kind of use some of that momentum to kind of like swing the pickaxe and try and like drive it into the ghoul's back as it's like passing by. Okay. Um, I'm going to say because you dodged it so well in the previous turn, it's kind of off balance. Um, It's going to try to dodge, not fight back uh, because it is off balance. Um, And I will give you a bonus die. Uh, So the way bonus die work, it's basically advantage. You get to roll your tens place twice and use the higher one. The tens place, okay. And am I rolling, I see on my weapons here, regular is 30, that's what I'm trying to beat, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so that is a 34, so I fail. Wait, I, I didn't do this right, because I need to roll his dodge. You rolled with advantage? Yes, and I failed. I had a, a 74 and then a 34. Okay. He uh, he fails his dodge too, since you failed as well. Um, you just sort of you just kind of sail it, and he scrambles out of the way and sort of squares up to you, and uh, nothing happens. Okay, cool. Um, I will I will just kind of like uh, I I don't I, you know without knowing exactly I will uh, posture with the pickaxe in front of me um, and and take some steps back a little bit to maybe get a little bit more uh, distance between myself and the ghoul so that I perhaps can react better uh, if they're to attack me again. Because obviously, you know, Big Chuck knows that the ghoul is faster than him. Right. Um, and I, that's my All turn. Right. Bobby up? I think Conway's No, up. I think it's Conway. Yeah. Oh. I got 55 decks. Yeah, you're old. You're last. Sorry. 
Oh damn! Oh, I was thinking so that 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 Conway action before was part of the surprise round, not the actual first round of initiative. I didn't have an action. He before. fought back. I fought. Oh, back. you fought back. That's right. Okay, yeah. okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um. Nice. So yeah, I guess the the other one, you know, attacking me, hit it with the right, knock it back. Gonna reach up and grab my pickaxe and uh, just take try and take a, a swing at this abomination thing in front of me, whatever this is. Okay. Um, this monster, on the other hand, because you hit it last time, um, it kind of realizes that you're formidable. It, it realizes it's fighting for its life, and it's going to fight back, not dodge. Okay. Rolls a regular success. I got a 29, a hard success. Nice. Okay, so you win. Um, so the monster is coming back at you. It's dangerous. Um and it kind of lunges at you, but you wing it with the pickaxe. And um, you can roll damage if you want, but you're going to kill it. It's, it's 10 damage. You kill the shit out of it. You liter- you impale <laughs> it in its head. Your pickaxe goes through its skull. You hear that wet squelch. Uh, and it's dead as fuck. Excellent. Tasty. Pulls out, and I pull out my pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't Mims. Lick it. It's really gross tasting. <laughs> it's not doesn't taste like regular blood. You kind of gag. As if like actually. regular blood is good tasting. It doesn't taste. It tastes <laughs> yeah, bad. It doesn't taste like blood. blood. It no, tastes no, like no. that that gross <laughs> tasting no, no. blood. No, no. <laughs> um, cool. All right, Bobby. All right. Uh, how big are these things? Like height wise, thirty seven like, moles. Big chuck sized. Child sized. Like child, child but sized. agile and strong. Wiry. So smaller than big chuck. Okay. Bobby, Bobby's like had been backing away, like, oh, that's what we're worried about. Uh, as Conway kind of rushes and crushes the skull of one of those, and he reaches down for his bulge and uh, pulls out a thirty-eight special and points it at the last remaining creature. Kind of lines up. He's got his tongue out. He's like, Chuck, duck, Chuck, and fires. Cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a bag of Werther's Originals or maybe a pouch of Metamucil or something. He sucks. <laughs> so, like, I can reach into the future and pull out a band from the 80s, the 38 special, line it up. Let's go. So, firearms checks are not contested. Uh, you can't dodge or fight back against a firearm attack. So, it's just a straight roll. Okay. Uh, 60's a regular. Success. I rolled an 11, which is an extreme success. Nice. Fucking <laughs> of course. Him. Of course. Number two ghoul is domed. He is, it's getting ready to <laughs> lunge at, uh, at Big Chuck, and then just... You see the blood splatter out the side before anybody even realizes you pulled the gun out. And he's fucking Bobby, toast. in his old frailness, like, lunges back a couple <laughs> feet from the blast, and then, like, checks to see if anybody's looking, and just blows the smoke out and says, Bobby, do nothing nickels, huh, Conway? I like how this 38 yeah. special is like the noisy cricket. Just sends you reeling. <laughs> just sends you reeling. So, um, now, here's the problem. Uh, the 38 special does dab on the second ghoul, but, unfortunately, guns are very, very loud. No, yeah, the silencer on, <laughs> So. Two, thing, two things happen in the immediate aftermath of that. First, you hear a rumbling behind you. And uh, t- as you spin to look at the rumbling down the hallway that you came through, 
uh, you see another cave in. Uh, the path that you came down has also caved in. Uh, and then the second thing you hear uh, to your right is more hissing and snarling. Uh, shit, boys, I only got five left. Uh, big, big, ju- uh, big, big judge. Big Chuck goes ahead and uh, immediately is like, uh, get, get, get together. And he like scrambles over to Conway and is holding his pickaxe out in front of him, kind of in the, the trio formation. Um, and, and, uh, Big Chuck is just whipping his head back and forth in the room, up, down, trying to see if there's a path forward. Um, Conway, Conway's been in a lot of fights and as he's kind of, we're gathering up, he kind of just looks over at Bobby and goes, Bobby, light the dynamite this time. (laughs) Legend. Yes. Uh, Big Chuck goes, yeah, do that, man. Uh, has, has improved the situation so much. We need a louder boom. Uh, (laughs) So everybody give me a spot hidden. Oh, that's good. A nine's bad. 94. <laughs> oh, no. 78. I've got the first one. Oh, that's a one? You Let's a go. One? Got a, a one. one? Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? So you guys don't see shit. Hi, Magneto. Um, <laughs> you guys don't see shit except for Conway. Who sees what? Um, the stars? The heavens? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, actually, he actually he actually looks at the future. Uh, he sees, oh, there's the exit, uh, the <laughs> exit to the caves, right over there. No, um, so uh, you're whipping around. Um, you hear the monsters kind of coming from. I mentioned that you came out in a big sort of vaulted area, and on your right and left, you could go in either direction, several hundred yards. You can hear on the right is where the kind of hisses and you know tentative scufflings are coming from. As you look to the left. You do see a, uh, a passageway about 50 feet away, um, and you don't hear any sounds coming from that direction. Okay. Um, Conway just looks at, at Bobby and says, Bobby, light the dynamite, and puts out his hand, telling him to give him the dynamite. No, 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 Conway. And he, so Bobby, listen. Conway grabs Bobby's shoulders, light the dynamite. Uh, Bobby points his 38 special underneath Conway's chin and says, I will be the decider of the dynamite, Conway. Con- so Conway gr- grabs Bobby and throws Bobby to the right, the sound where, th- where the sound is coming from, the hissing. <laughs> what the Can fuck I- is going on? Is that, does, is that successful? I mean, Bobby can't do anything about that. He gets Perfect. thrown, I guess. Yeah. So I'm going to say, yeah, the build <laughs> difference, um, you're able to do that. Okay, and he, he's going to look, Big Chuck, let's go this way. And starts heading off in the other direction. Oh, okay, dude. Just like, go, I get I, I don't, this is, why are you doing that? Okay, whatever. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going with the big guy, obviously. Um, so on, does, the does Bobby realize? <laughs> okay, just How are we on time? I guess you can grab it now. Oh, I haven't. Oh, actually, you know what? You pick it. You pick it up, and it stopped uh, <laughs> in the scuffle. The glass broke, and it it looks pretty. Fun. I'm going to keep it just because there's wing dings and stuff inside of a watch, and I might be able to use that on something else. Wing so, sure, I'm going to hold on to it. But now sure. it's for a purpose, and not just my selfish greed and my hatred for Mims. Proceed. Okay. So, so, uh, Bobby, you just kind of staggered a few feet. I mean, you can follow along too if you want, you can, or, or hurl some dynamite. Do whatever you want. 
But um, well, so I mean, he doesn't. What you do. Well, he doesn't so know they, what's so over So Conway has right? clearly found a way out of the situation. Like he's running down a passageway. He looked pretty confident in the passageway. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Bobby's like, fucking Conway. I decide when to blow up shit. I decide when to light the dynamite. I'm gonna light the dynamite, but it's it's gonna be on me and not him. And so I light the dynamite. And as I'm running after Conway, I throw it just behind me in the direction of the hissing. I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh, close your ears and let's go. Give me, give me a throw check. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, you've got, you're like, <laughs> no, you're like, you're like Randy Johnson. You're killing birds. You throwing so hard. I know that's going to happen. I got, I got some good. What's throw. your throw? What's your throw? Uh, 47. My throw's 60. It's okay. a success. You get, you get it back there. It's loud as shit. You guys, their ears are ringing because it's pretty close by. Uh, but you do hear some shrieks, some additional shrieks and hisses back there. Um, you don't hear any more scuffling from that direction. You guys head down the hallway. So, uh, you're headed down that hallway, right? Nobody disagrees with that. Right. I just want to clarify real quick. We're going Conway. We're Conway, Big Chuck, Bobby right now. Bobby's in way back. Yep. Okay. Um, well, not way back, but. He's back there. He's I, 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 as, as I hear the explosion and my ears start ringing, I yell up to Conway. Um, I yell up to Conway. I, wait for Bobby. We need the headlamps. We need as many headlamps as we can get. We don't know how far we've got to go, <laughs> but really like oh, hearts, hearts pumping for the old man. Like I hate you, but. You're, he's, he's like the grandpa on, uh, you know, Courage the Cowardly Dog, right? Like the grandpa, like ca- Courage hates the grandpa because <laughs> yes. he's so mean, but uh, hates Eustace, but like you love him at he the same time. Him. And that's kind of yeah, what right, they got right, going right. on. So um, I'm trying to get Conway to slow down so we can let Bobby catch up. Okay. Uh, I'll say the three of you guys get into the next chamber um, roughly together. I mean, you're not ambushed or anything, so it doesn't really matter what order you're going in. Um, in this room, you look around, um, and your suspicions, Big Chuck, are confirmed. Uh, because you look around this room, this room has sheer, uh, smooth walls, and, uh, they're unquestionably unnatural. And to a, an even greater degree, you don't even need Big Chuck to notice that in the on the back wall of this room, there is what is unmistakably a stone altar. And above the altar on the wall are um, some some cave paintings or hieroglyphs. So everyone give me a... Uh, no, actually, tell me what you do first. I'm going to let somebody else set the precedent here because I'm not sure what I want to do. Bobby cocks his 38 special and says, Boys, this this ain't no natural occurrence in the mines I ever seen before. I mean, I know the five-foot-tall moles back there were weird, but this is weirder. And steps forward, holding his gun out, shaking. Toward the altar? Towards the altar, just slowly. Uh, Big Chuck's curiosity uh, gets the better of him. And um, 
I don't want to say aimlessly stumbling without around the room, but it kind of like if we walk through the door, kind of like turns around and starts looking at kind of a wall, you know, looking at the walls, looking up, um, and trying to see if, hey, are these not only unnaturally carved, but is it an unnatural material? And, and you know, uh, tries to do like a geology check to see if there's any more clues they can pick up with uh, what what went on in this room, how this room was formed. Sure, give me, give me, give me a check. Pool, mad fail, eighty nine, eighty nine, big time. You're fail. not able to determine anything about how the room was made, yeah. or about the materials on the carvings or anything like that. Conway's just going to kind of stand in in the middle of the room and kind of let uh, let Bobby and Chuck do their thing, and he's just going to kind of reach up and turn off his lamp and kind of close his eyes and just try and focus on listening for uh, any sound that might be similar to those whatever it was that we fought previously or that we heard that I heard previously okay uh yeah but so Chuck's looking around Conway's listening Bobby's still he, he's feeling confident after that excellent shot he had on the uh, golem like creature so he's still holding his gun out but he's looking around he's approaching the altar to see uh what may be on or around it um while they're kind of checking out the room for Okay, so um, it does appear to be some kind of ritual altar. Um, you um, you look above it and you can see that there are a series of hieroglyphs which are actually uh, pretty clearly like representative. It's not like a it, there are uh, there is some very strange lettering that you don't recognize. It's like no human lettering you've ever seen. It's not even like. You know, you've seen, even though you're a, you're a country boy, you know, you're familiar with, like, that there is Arabic and, you know, Chinese out there in the world. And this is nothing like any any of that. Is it like um, wingdings but, on MS Word? It's it's like really fucked up. So wingdings like, wing wing too. Imagine wingdings. Wingdings. Wing right. wing we're in, we're in wingdings wing territory. I, I got it. Yeah. Wangdangs. So... And as you look closer at these pictograms, you can see that it kind of lays out a um, tableau, uh, which tells, uh, it, it maybe doesn't tell a story so much as it describes a moment in time. Um, and what you see, and I swear to God, this was the plan before we made a thousand jokes about this. Um, you Mold. see <laughs> what appears to be a race of mole people. <laughs> Um, they are uh, they're they're sort of decked out in season uh, three moles they they are they are they're bipedal they're standing on two legs Um, and if you've ever seen this particular type of mole um, I think they're called star-nosed moles um, that have Mm -hmm. sort of like feelers on their face like like big whiskery tentacles except like very pronounced um, Cthulhu-y, spooky kind of face tentacles. Um, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And you see a tableau of them. They're wearing clothing um, and kind of uh, what appears to be like ritual regalia. Uh, you see somewhere with like staves <laughs> and things like that. Um, and sort of to the right of this procession of mole people, you see um, a representation of humans in chains. Um, and they're sort of, uh, these are humans who are sort of hunched over, in chains, uh, pale, blind, 
um, and being led um, to a sort of sacrificial altar. Um, and you kind of uh, eerily think uh, they look an awful lot like uh, the creatures you guys encountered in the previous room. And uh, that's to the left of the mole people who are leading them, it appears, to the right. And to the right, uh, what takes up an enormous bit of space on the wall is this huge flaming salamander. Um, and it's actually like a cave salamander that has like the frills, um, but it is like bright orange and has unmistakably like fire emanating from it. And just before the salamander, um, there's a triangle of what appear to be altars and the mole people are putting humans, the human slaves on these altars. So as you see this, uh, give me a sanity check. Yeah, I'm just like, boys, you gotta take a look at this. Do I get any bonuses or anything? Because number one, I saw him. Number two, I correctly identified what was going on. With the best of my moles. experience. You didn't see the mole people. You have not seen oh, the mole Oh, we saw those oh, creatures. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I saw the ones in chains, and I just happened to just... Okay, 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 okay. My sanity check was a 94. So we just... Holy fuck. So we just rolled... Yeah, so whatever your sanity value is, which is equal to your willpower, you're trying to beat that. Okay, so oh, let me... I'm going to the character sheet. Real oh, quick, so wow. sanity is here. Okay. My willpower... Is quite is, high. Right. Pow, okay, pow. so I just... Pow. I just roll and you tell me what that means. I got a 78. What's your power? So you pass. It just has 80. to be lower than oh. your willpower. But look, look, okay. you have the I sanity failed. track there. I actually marked it on you guys' sheets. I guess maybe it didn't carry over. It, it but, did on uh, mine. Okay. So, yeah, you should have a circle. You can circle the 80. So, anyway. Oh, I see. Um, okay. Bobby, Bobby passes. You said you rolled like a three, Big Chuck? Yeah. Yeah, I got a three. So, Bobby's a wily mountain man, and he's a little put off by that. He barely passes, uh, but yeah. he's seen crazy shit his whole life. So, he's just like, oh, <laughs> wait. Um, <laughs> what is Big Chuck And uh, Big Chuck, being a man of a bit of education and science, uh, just assumes that they've happened upon some kind of... Uh, fascinating discovery now granted things are a little grim um and uh everything's been kind of getting to you guys so in spite of the fact that you passed um everybody take two sanity damage or you guys I, take two I, people I who passed take two i'm getting there people who pass take two okay. damage so um, whereas conway you're you're a simple man and um, you have not seen anything like this. The stress of the day is getting to you. You just killed some horrible creature in the other room. I probably should have made you do a sanity check for that, but I forgot. Um, so <laughs> you are going to take four sanity damage, which was one below the threshold, which would drive you temporarily insane. Um, and Where the way this works that? is you can track it on your sanity tracker. When you lose sanity, uh, that becomes your new value that you have to beat. Gotcha. So it looks like yours is 60 right now. now It'll it's actually 56. decrease to 56. Okay. And if that you roll sense. another sanity check, you have to beat a 56 now. Yeah, that makes sense. Nice. So, and whenever you lose a sanity roll, you take you you have some sort of involuntary reaction. What does Conway do as he is sort of taken aback by this? Does he, he can he can shriek or 
uh, fall down or any number of things. I, he just like falls to his knees and his eyes open and start bulging. And he just kind of like starts grabbing his head and starts muttering. Okay. Okay. Uh, that happens. You don't go into a full kind of neurotic break. That's possible later. But for right now, um, you kind of collect yourself. Um, but you're definitely shaken by what you saw. So um, as you guys look around the room at these hieroglyphs, you also notice that there is second door out of this room that goes somewhere else. Or you can go back. Yeah, I'm going to the words of the door at this point. I know it's behind us. So, uh, Big Chuck is going towards the door for sure. <laughs> no yeah, doubt there. We're going to uh, following them and just being like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Tell somebody about this. This is Coleman follows. It's screwy. Bob and nobody would believe us. So you head you head down the other hallway, um, which was at like a 90 degree angle. You came in. It's on your left. Um so you head down that hallway, and um, at this point, the the signs of this civilization and the hieroglyphs and the pictograms are are pretty constant. You're in almost like uh, imagine like a, a pyramid chamber or something like that. It's not quite that uh, finished as like limestone blocks, but it is like unmistakably you're moving through a previously inhabited area, and you go. A few hundred feet down that passageway, um, and there is a fork in the road. You can go left or you can go straight. Um, I hate to do this to you again, but is there? Uh, can I do a geology check to see if there's any indication of maybe, hey, one path is more naturally constructed in line with what I know better versus what the nonsense I just saw in the other room is? You can do a roll, yeah. <laughs> cool. Sounds like that's not going to lead anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I, I failed anyway. I failed sure, anyway. Sure. You you tell me what you want to do. You yep. failed. Okay. No. Uh, you don't. Uh, you can't really tell, uh, except that you can tell that the one goes straight and continues to go roughly straight for a while, and then the if you turn to left, it winds a little bit, so you can't see too far down that direction. Uh, Bobby's gonna be like, oh, man, I might have seen this before, uh, and use his knowledge of the mines and maybe just general feel of where they are to see if he can tell if there's uh, an exit direction. Yeah, give me a navigation check. Okay. Uh, 60 on the nose, so a regular pass, because I have 65. You have 60. Okay, okay. Um, you feel a bit of cool breeze blowing from uh, the left-hand passageway. Um, no, I'm sorry. Excuse me. The straight passageway. If you go okay. straight, you feel a bit of a breeze. Could be nothing. Could be something. Well, boy, boys, I, uh, my pop always told me to stay on the straight and narrow, so let's go this way. I think I'm, I'm getting my, my spidey senses are tingling this way. Okay. Uh, what what do you mean, spidey senses? Oh, well, I've been around a long time. It's a uh, it's old phrase we used to use. <laughs> cool. Well, I in like at this point, Big Chuck's like he's <laughs> like this is ridiculous. Like I don't know where to go. I'll follow the old man. Fine. Okay. You go a little ways down this hallway. Um, you've come to another fork in the road. What you can see is. Um, if you keep going straight, uh, there's kind of an opening into a room. You can't tell if there's anything past that room. Um, and then to your left is like a long passageway. 
Well, I, I'm thinking like, most, like I, my first reaction, Big Chuck's first reaction is a, a room isn't a way out, but a path might be. So like Chuck's a gut reaction is to follow the path. Yeah. I mean, after seeing the altar and the hieroglyphs and, and all that stuff, Bobby's just like, head to, let's just pick a direction and go. Okay. Uh, so you guys head down that that's, way. Yeah, that's where, that's where I'm going. I don't know. Conway, yeah, you with us just, or what are you doing? Yeah. First. First inclination of anybody moving, we're going that way. But who, how? Who, whose lights on? By the way, all, all mine's still uh, yeah, on. Mine, mine, mine was is still on from the altar. Yeah, from the altar room. Your lights aren't burnt out, but they are. You know, flashlights start to kind of flag. Um, you are definitely getting a little bit less juice out of your headlamps than you were uh, when you showed up to work this morning. Okay. Um, yeah, I same I, same thing as before. One one lamp, one lamp, the other two off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bobby's down with that. He'll keep his on. Okay. So while I'm kind of in the yeah, leading the way with the gun, still feeling confident. I haven't lost my sanity just yeah. yet. Excellent segue. Um, cool. <laughs> you you, come, you you come around a curve, um, and your lamp is on. It's ahead of you. Um. And what you see directly in front of you is a mole man, uh, like you saw in the hieroglyphs. And it is alive, and it is walking towards you. Um, and this is no normal mole man. Um, I mentioned that this is a, they're about seven feet tall, and uh, have a, these tendrily tentacles in front of them, which are sort of undulating and wiggling uh, before them. <laughs> And um, what you couldn't tell from the pictograms, the hieroglyphs, is that um, the entire mole creature has a sort of orange glow and iridescence to it, particularly in the tentacles, almost as if, um, as almost as if there was like molten rock flowing through its body, and it kind of uh, undulates and uh, has a, I don't know how to. Like, uh, it's it's shiny. Shiny and orange in a lava-y type way. And it's walking towards you. It's about uh, 15 feet away. Uh, Bobby holds his gun up and says, Oh, no, no, I'm not going to be no no altar slave to you, boy. And give me uh, a, First, give me a sanity check. Sanity check, got it. A two. I rolled a two. Not phased. Still not. I'm faced. so old and kooky. <laughs> Do not. You actually just should see it. a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, guy. So you're Mims? gonna shoot it? I'm gonna shoot it. Give me a give me a firearms check. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Not an extreme success. I have a tw- I did a twelve. Um, let me take a look at his stat block here. <laughs> so that's a hard success. Yeah, hard success. Nearly extreme. Roll damage. Okay, so this is a straight 1d10. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. <laughs> I um, clip it. It doesn't... You hit it. Good job. Uh, doesn't really react in any way. Oh, shit. And if anything, it was sort of lumbering, uh, kind of uh, non-threateningly towards you, but when you kind of wing it with your gun... It's now lumbering with intent towards you. 
from the from like way back in the well not way back from like behind Bobby in the dock and you just hears Bobby maybe you should get that dynamite out <laughs> he already threw it <laughs> I guess I did uh, you, how many might, sticks did I have might, should I roll might a, still have another stick what's a luck check can it what's how does that luck work? I can give you a luck check to roll and also if you're just on the cusp of passing or failing you can actually spend luck. I should explain this earlier. You can spend luck to improve your roll. Okay. Point for points. So what would I roll to say I had an extra stick of dynamite if I didn't have any left? Or what is it? would it be a roll or what? Sure, give me a luck roll. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have 60 luck and I rolled a 44. Okay, yeah. Actually, um, you realize that you had one in your back pocket. Um, that you forgot when you were when you were kind of throwing your bandolier at the ghouls earlier. Um, <clears throat> you've you've you left a stick in your back pocket, your lucky dynamite stick, um, and you still got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I kind of I'm holding the gun out. Um, Conway says, "Light the dynamite." We're in a corridor, right? Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> Boys, Conway, nobody tells me to light my own dynamite. Run. And I light the dynamite and point behind me in the other direction. Like, get. Okay. Conway reaches up and grabs uh, Big Chuck by, like, the back of his shirt and just starts pulling him back towards the, uh, the other passage that we... The path not traveled. I don't want to get the weeds here, but isn't your throw pretty good? Like, couldn't, couldn't, <laughs> like, couldn't you just throw it? Or, well, this thing is like close to us, right? It's lumbering. It's like, yeah, it's like fifty it's feet away. Close. It's like Bobby's and, gonna and closing by the second. I should. Bobby's say. Bobby's creating a wall and is gonna take care of this monster who wants to turn all humans into I slaves. mean, it, ultimately, it doesn't matter, right? I've already grabbed Big Chuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm gone. I was, just, I was just a point of, point of order. I wanted to like, we're moving. We're right. moving. So you guys are headed back towards that other chamber? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so what are you doing, Bobby? Bobby lights the stick and sticks it between his teeth. <laughs> Fucking Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and he says, No one tells me to light my own dynamite. Tell Ma I love her. And he sprints towards the mole person Why? and grabs it around Why? in a bear hug and lets whatever happens happen. Um, what do you mean, whatever happens? What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Ain't no wizards in this game. What are you fucking All talking right, cool, about? Cool, cool. So, so that happens for sure. Why are you so doing that this? Um, let's do this. What thing. end the game? Um, <laughs> why don't you uh, you give me an explosives explosives okay. check, and I'm gonna I'm gonna resist it with. Uh, let's see, what is this? Why do I want to resist it? I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> resist it. Just let it happen, man. Yeah, oh god. god. Cool. Let's see. <laughs> Yo, look, man, I could have walked away, but instead I uh, tried to yeet, you know? Yeah, give me, what's, what's your check? That uh, doesn't matter, I failed. I rolled a 12. Okay. Extreme success. <laughs> you extremely successfully bear hug this guy, and um, 
explode. You explode. And the Mole Man explodes too, to your credit. Um, As does the passageway that you're in. Um, So that passageway is now closed. Um, Can't go down there anymore. And uh, Bobby Nichols is dead. F's in the chat. The hero. The hero. The hero. Bobby Nichols. My Epson boy, chat. you had four bullets left, and you could have thrown it. Or if you thought you were going to die, oh, anyways, I could have given you, you guys the gun. It and run. Yeah, gun's gone. Oh, <laughs> I kept the gun too. Gun's gone. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Joe again, or as you know him currently, Bobby Nichols. Uh, welcome into uh, episode one. I hope you're enjoying the action. Uh, this was a ton of fun to record. I just want to give a special shout out right here in the middle. We have um, a ton of patrons that that donate to the show and support us and continually uh, support us and, and let us con- continue to do what we're doing and, and do it well. So I want to give a special shout out to all those that donate $10 or more a month. They are our Cthulhu patrons is what we are calling them. The Brood Witch. Don't twitch me, bro. Chris Reyes. It's Dereal. Colin Kramer. Horst Draper. Kavika. Kavika. Monkey Loving Gamer, David Crone, Chunky But Funky Charles, Brandon Silent Elf, 0242 Jordan, Cheyenne Winchester, Colton Strickland, John Tugas, Daniel Johnson, Chuck Lueck, Long, Long Live Durf, Henry Calhoff, Chubbles, Cubicle Pirate, John Dwyer, Craig Spaulding, Caitlin Harvey, Darth Nate, Joey Balboa, Sam J.O. Melton, The Stone Druid, 8-Bit Wizard, Raver E. Alice, Chris Nelson, Super Average Jason, Team You Meet in a Tavern, Rockin' R's, Woodshop, Holly Roxana, Strive for Honor, and Ursula Berte. I thank you all so, so much for your patronage, and thank you to all of our patrons, no matter what amount you give. Uh, if you want to get in on that action, maybe get your name read out, uh, go on to patreon.com slash tavern. All right, folks, enjoy the rest of the episode, and we'll see you next time. Follow us on Twitch! Uh, remaining cast members hear that explosion behind you. Uh, I literally um, turned to Colin. Uh, Why did he do that? He didn't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Con- Conway just kind of looks did at you, me. Did you guys even turn the corner and see the moment? No. I guess you did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I, Con- Conway yeah, just looks at Big Chuck in the face. He goes, Bobby's mom's been dead for 40 years. He just wanted <laughs> to go be in his mama's arms. <laughs> just turns around and starts walking, keeps walking. Okay. Uh, Big Chuck so, turns so to Conway and says, this plot makes no sense, and then follows <laughs> what's going on. Did, are you guys headed back in the direction you came from, or there was a, uh, the winding, was a hallway to a the, passage? Yeah, that That's where we're going. To the okay. opening, yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead and each take uh, three sanity damage, because that was pretty <laughs> fucked up. What you just saw. Not even going to do a check, just going to give you a flat three on that one. Cool. I'm down to 53. Bobby always wanted to die in the mines. Even though he didn't, said he the didn't opposite. Really. He kind of <laughs> left the mine. <laughs> in okay. Bitty pieces. So the thing is, again, the dynamite's really loud. And it's the second time you guys have set off dynamite and shotguns. 
in the um, in the in the cave. So when you guys get back to the fork in the road, you turn to your right just to kind of look back, and um, you see three mole men headed slowly, but definitely coming in your direction. They're like pretty far off um, down this straight passageway, and then on your left is um, a room. Do you go to the I room? mean, yeah, we go to the room. We know yeah, it's behind us. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, even if we make it past the moment, like, what are we going to do? Go Good back call. to the... That's, that, that's what, what I, that's what do? I would back, do. Go back to the murder sanctuary? Like, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone has tinnitus. Um, uh, the hero sanctuary, maybe? My, my boy, oh, no, that, Bobby, is a loser. I don't know why you did that. <laughs> That makes no sense. You get no sympathy for me. That was ridiculous. So, you head into this room. There's another room. And what you see in this room is... Uh, it's a it's a pretty big room. Like, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think what it would be like. Say a classroom-sized room. Um, and there are two altars in the middle of the room. And uh, standing between the two altars, uh, bloodied and gibbering madly, is your supervisor, Randall Mims. Hey, buddy, I got your watch. <laughs> Bobby can't save. Bobby can't save Randy. <laughs> and um, what is what is he what is he gibbering about? And he's he's kind of walking around. He's hugging his pickaxe to his chest, and he's saying, "I saw." I saw all of them. I saw the fire. And he is just uh, pacing around. He doesn't even notice you guys walk into the room. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is check out the room. Is there, where's, where's the next stop? <laughs> like, is there another? There's another There's another passageway on the other side of the room. That's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Mims. I already low-jacked his watch. I don't care about Mims. So, uh... I literally walked by and said, sorry about you, Mims, and just keep going down the pathway. Conway, that's that also your uh, plan? As, as as we're passing Mims, I'm going to rest. I want to try and wrestle the pickaxe away from him and take it with me so I have a second pickaxe. Okay, he sees you coming and he swings the pickaxe at you. So, sweet. I'm going to do a, uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's do this. He is let's in pretty this. bad shape, but he, uh, he knows that... Uh, you are not his friend. Uh, let's so let's get a brawl gonna, going. You're going to do a contested strength check or contested brawl check here. I've got a 24, which is a whatever the second level is, the hard pass. Okay, he nice. only uh, he only regular passes. Damn, you guys are rolling fucking hot. I made you too good. <laughs> um, so uh, you are able to tackle him and uh, take wrench the pickaxe out of his hands. And he's still flailing at you, and he's screaming, the fire, I, the fire, I, the fire. Do I get to do damage back? Uh, Since he's so basically... you want to do? You've got yeah. him, you got him, you kind of got him over a barrel right yeah, now. Yeah, I definitely do. Okay. Uh, okay, you kill him. Congratulations. Oh, uh, perfect. Don't even need <laughs> to roll. Murder status accomplished. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, gone. And... <laughs> I am just gone. <laughs> Uh, so I, I grab the pickaxe and chase, start making a uh, faster, trying to close the distance between me and um, Big As Chuck. you stand up, you sort of 
you sort of, your arm kind of drifts back as you're standing up and um, you feel claws dig into your skin as the mole men, the three mole men you saw earlier have now stepped into the room and one of them grabs you by the arm. Give me another contested strength roll. Wasn't going to say hot forever. 79. Well, the mole man rolled a 78. Uh, so <laughs> The struggle is real. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, because he got the jump on you, um, he does kind of, he does hurt you a little bit. Let's say you take two damage uh, from kind of a raking slash on your arm and you drop the pickaxe. Uh, but you are able to either run or turn around and fight. If you please. Uh, I'm going you to... Have, your way out is pretty clear if you wanted to run. I'm going to run uh, going after Big Chuck. And I... Big Chuck, the three are coming. Start moving. Chuck just barely hears that and just amps it up. He was hooving it, and now he's just like, everything <laughs> I got in the tank. All right. Um, Eeyore. Conway Coleman is Eeyore. So let me actually every both of you give me a con check. A two. Twenty-three. Two? Damn. Okay. I was just gonna see if Conway <laughs> caught up to Big Chuck a little bit, but he does not. Big Chuck is fucking booking. He <laughs> really is. The power of the pocket watch, baby. No time to waste. I'm like the mad hatter um, out so here. So con so, so you guys are pretty well and truly separated at this point. Um, and um, you're going down. I'm going to say, you know, after all of that, you're going down these winding passageways and you're just kind of darting here and there. Um, kind of no sense of which direction you're going at this point. You've definitely crossed some forks in the road and um, you're you're basically not going the same way anymore, probably. Actually, both of you give me a luck check. 75. Big time fail. 76. Okay, you're separated. (laughs) (laughs) You do not run into each other. Um, So you are separated. And Conway, the mole people are kind of hot on your heels. Uh, They're not running. They're not runners. But they are. You can hear them kind of inexorably coming towards you uh, from behind you. You can hear this sort of shuffling gait. And um, they definitely know this uh, cave better than you. And they're very sure-footed. And you're kind of staggering around looking for an exit. Um, You come out to a room, uh, a big kind of amphitheater-type room. And you sort of dart into the middle of it. And before you, you see three robed human figures. Three robed human figures? Or robed. 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 <laughs> Three robots. I'm like, are they robots? Robed. Wearing robes. Um, do they look similar, I guess, to like the pictures on the walls or like the paintings on the walls that we saw no. in that big... No? They look like humans in robes. Adult humans in robes. Fe- fellas, um, do you know where we're at? <laughs> They don't answer. Hey, yo, can I map quest my way but out of this They do turn and look at you. All, three of, all <laughs> yeah. three of them turn and look at you. You can't really see their faces. It's dark. They've got hoods over their eyes. But uh, they're definitely 
looking in your direction. Is there like another exit from this room where I could try and escape to? Are you asking me or are you asking them? I'm asking you. I'm looking around because they're clearly not talking. If they're not going to talk to me, like, why would I ask them? Give me a give me a spot hit. 72, which is a fail. Yeah. So you're still pretty amped and you're kind of looking around and um, there probably is another way out of this room, but you you don't spot it in the instant. Um, And as you're kind of whipping your head around, you turn back towards the three men in robes and uh, you see they had been holding their hands together kind of in their robe sleeves. And you see that all three of them have drawn their hands out and they each are holding a uh, long, wavy dagger. And now they're walking towards you too. Um, I really don't want to be murdered. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna grab grab my pickaxe. Um, you know what? Never, never mind. I'm gonna go, grab my pickaxe and just charge the middle and the dude and just try and come up with a two hander uh, and just come over the top and try and impale my pickaxe into this dude's skull because they clearly mean me some harm. Uh, I'm gonna okay. bring some pain. He is. He's. You're, I, you can do that. Uh, he's cool as a cucumber, and he's going to fight back. He's not taken aback by your stratagem at all, um, and he is going to fight back. Um, and because you uh, took that shot to the arm earlier while you were doing a murder, uh, roll with a penalty dice, meaning uh, kind of the opposite. You're going to roll your tens place twice and use the higher number. That would be a uh, 98. Actually, I, I forgot to roll for them, but um, that's not looking great. That's not fellas. good. <laughs> 99. Yeah, that's a 37. I'm not sure what these stat blocks are, but that's definitely better than a critical failure, which is what you rolled. So uh, I'm going to say you sail the pickaxe. Um, you were really not, you didn't really know what, um, how kind of, much damage there was to your forearm and how that would affect your ability to swing the pickaxe and you go to swing it and it just slips out of your hand you're also uh your hands are covered in blood so it's slippery and uh instead of uh impaling him on the head as you like um you throw the pickaxe basically into the ceiling and uh he does not do that he uh he comes straight back at you uh with a slice and he hits you. Four. Uh, three damage. Okay. What's that put you at? Eight. Okay. Um, unfortunately, the other guys are still coming too. So they will also uh, take cuts at you. Uh, those will be, uh, well, whether you want to dodge or do a, uh, a fight back. I'm going to fight to back. you. I'm fighting back. All right. We're fight. If only you had a gun. If only you'd given me the dynamite, I could be dead right now. <laughs> you were the one who told me to light it all of those times. Right, I was just, and, and I was just going to take it from you, but you didn't You didn't want to give it up. It's your dynamite. <laughs> I rolled an 82. An 82. Yikes. Yeah. Um, the first cultist rolls a 15. So um, he, he also takes a big cut at you. Um, that's going to be... Uh, for another another two damage. Okay. 
And then finally, uh, third third cultist also coming in. Uh, those two at slash shoot. This guy's just coming straight in for uh, to to gut you, stab you in the midsection. What do you do? Dodge, dodge or fight? Uh, I'm terrible at dodging. I'm fighting. Always fighting. Sixty three. <laughs> Is that any kind of success? No, of course not. <laughs> Why would it be a success? <laughs> well, he also fails. Like so. Uh, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't hit him. But actually, wait, no, I'm sorry. You fought back. Ty goes to the attacker. I forgot. Yeah. That's the disadvantage <laughs> of fight back. Yikes. Yeah, my dodge is like 27 <laughs> and my fight back is 60. Like, I'm never going to. Oof. <laughs> Just, Just see. a straight yikes dog. Just came out. <laughs> Does a six do it? Oh, that's yeah, just on the dot. <laughs> on the dot. Congratulations. Yay. So he gets you. Uh, you, I will let you take kind of a... I, I, I'm gonna, I, I'll even let you kind of play out the scene, but you are grievously wounded. Yeah, I mean, they're just all... Oh, like, I already loaded up a second red X. Like, that's very, very The moment walk in the door behind you, too. They're here, too. Oh, yeah, I'm hoping... So, like, as they're all, like, sitting there, like, basically just stabbing me on stop, I just eventually just grab one of the guy's hands and pull it out and then just dra- jab it directly into the middle of my chest. I'm trying to end this before the mole men uh, could possibly get their hands on me or claws on me. So, wait, you stab yourself or you stab Yes, I'm going to stab myself. I'm clearly going to die. <laughs> So I'm just going to end it on my terms. Okay. You do. You do. You stab yourself in the chest and die. Hashtag that'll do it. Um, yeah, you're toast. Um, you fall down dead. F's it's all to chat. you, Big Chuck. Let's go, F's, Big Chuck. F's, F's in the chat. F's, F's in the chat, chat for Conway <laughs> Coleman. As Chuck is, as Big, Big Chuck. Chuck is running, he's like, I don't even understand why the old man did that. And <laughs> I, I hope the big guy didn't kill himself. And he's just, <laughs> <laughs> just chugging through. Just chugging through. All right. So you're running. Give me a navigation check. <laughs> okay. Uh, an 11. Episode or, one. Yes, an 11. Characters. <laughs> And eleven, so I I hard pass. You hard pass. Okay, hard or extreme? You said you rolled an eleven. Uh, I rolled an eleven on navigate. Yeah, so hard pass, not extreme pass. Okay. So somehow you are making your way through these caves, and you're kind of uh, keeping up your pace. Um, and uh, you didn't see any of what Conway, what just happened to Conway, right? Um, and as you. Uh, so you just know that he's somewhere. Um, you come to a three-way intersection and kind of skid to a halt. And, uh, with alarm, give me a sanity check. It's 97. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. So you come to this three-way intersection. You look in uh, 
two of the directions and you see right at the mouth of this intersection coming straight at you like converging on this intersection uh, you see two cultists or two two men in robes um, coming from each direction so four total uh, so there's one opening on the side uh, you had not known there were people down here you see the jagged daggers in your hand and it all hits you at once um, you're like this is fucked uh, and you take uh, six sanity damage. Jesus. Okay. Now, here's what I have to figure out. I have to find the chart. Cool. If you take more than five sanity damage from a single point source, you go temporarily insane. And I believe you roll for it. Yes. Roll <laughs> a D100. We're hitting all. No, the I'm sorry. Roll a, one. <laughs> roll a roll a D10. Roll a D10. Okay. Fifty f- or a D10. I'm sorry. Four. Four. Yep. Uh, violence. The investigator explodes in a spree of violence and destruction. <laughs> so you see these guys and you fucking snap. And against your better judgment, um, for at least one round. Uh, you must attack them. Okay. No running from Big Chuck. He chose violence. I do. I do. I did choose violence. <laughs> As the kids say, I'm about that action. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm attacking then. Let's get in there. Pick. You just gonna pick a guy and swing at him. Um, middle path. All right. Uh, and I need to roll. He, uh, he fights back. Um, so I roll against my Defense. brawl, correct? Or no, I mean, I have the pickaxe. Yeah. Can I elect to use that? Same okay. roll. I, 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 I fail either way. I fail either way. Okay. Um, you don't succeed, uh, but neither does he hit you back. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you do succeed. You do succeed because he, he fought back. So a tie, I, keep, I have to learn how to play this game. A tie on a fight back uh, is a win for the aggressor. Okay. So you actually, you actually nail this guy. All right, let's go. Um, so roll damage on your pickaxe. That's an eight, baby. Eight of eight. Nice. nice. Big chunk. Big chunk. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say you take him down. Fuck you. Um. Yeah. That's a that's a great roll, and you hit him hard right across the chest. You're not just a very a, big guy, but it doesn't take just much. Just a shorter you can just you come crunch through. him in the ribs. Shorter you can just. <laughs> Now, and then and then I, and then I say now, unfortunately there's three other guys in there. Um, I, I say first off I say fuck you Mims and then I like pull up pull through. Um, Big Chuck's feeling it. Um, do I get to go again? You're just gonna let me keep marking these fools? No, but they're gonna attack you and you have to fight. <laughs> okay, them. well yeah, so I, I will do that then. Oh, no, <laughs> that one's gonna be a little better. Eighty five. Yeah. Okay. So. The cultist that was standing right by the one you nailed gets a hold of you. Um, he definitely cuts you right across the arm and does six damage. <laughs> My that God. That ain't enough. Uh, so you, uh, I'm going to say you drop your pickaxe. No, I don't. Wait, yeah. why do you, do you just get to decide that? <laughs> I do. Yep. I do. You drop your pickaxe. Um, second, second, or we'll call him the third guy since you killed the first. More guy. than half of your life force just left you. Uh, you don't know a big. <laughs> yeah, and about, actually, uh, when you take more than half your life force in one hit, uh, you sustain a major injury. What? What does that mean? Um, so <laughs> your I'm hand gonna, is gone. I'm going to say <laughs> you cannot use your right arm for the rest of this fight. I'm left-handed, so it doesn't even fucking matter. Uh, but, 
Sure, sure. Okay. That shit was useless. That's in lore. That's in, oh, yeah, I see that's in the character sheet. Uh, second guy coming in hot. Oh. What do you got? 50. 50. Which is a fail. Let's see. I think he failed too, though. But it's but a fight it's back. It's still a tie, so. Yeah, yikes. Yep, so you will take an additional two damage. I ain't dead yet about that action. You're looking a little rough. <laughs> I believe. And then the final guy. Whoa, whoa, comes I thought I killed the third tries guy. To do a, uh, there's four. There's three more. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven, let's go. You get him. You get him. <laughs> you can't uh you can't hit him with your pickaxe because you dropped it, but you do hit him with a solid kind of left hook as he, he he tries to come in for the gutting stab um, and kind of falls past you and you you tee off on him with a left hook right. to the face. Roll that damage. No, that can, 1d3? Was that a d4 <laughs> minus one? You're a tiny guy. You're punching him. <laughs> one. This is one. stupid. Okay. Why did Bobby you, kill uh, You take it. You take it. <laughs> To save you from you, the morphers. You have to do that. You, kinda, you don't hurt him that bad, but you do kind of unbalance him a little bit, and he sort of staggers into the other two guys. Enough so that when your temporary <laughs> insanity is now worn off, and you could rethink what you're doing if you wanted to. There are two open passageways to you. Uh, uh, <laughs> is there, like, a tax of opportunity in this? Uh... That's actually a good question. I don't know. They will not take one because they're a little off balance. Um, well, if you admitted off balanceness, I'm going to. Um, can I pick up my pickaxe and use it on one of them in a turn? Sure. I will do that. It, roll. You'll be rolling with disadvantage because of your injured arm. I'm left hand. It's a two-handed weapon. <laughs> Does it say that? Does it say? I mean, it's not on my. I didn't write it on my sheet, so it doesn't count. Um, I'm going to. Uh, fine, I'll run then. Tens, I'll run then. I'll run then, and I'll go down the path where I didn't see any of the magma face. Or no, these are the humans uh, where I didn't see any crooked dagger humans. Okay, you make your way down the path and um, you, they you can hear them chasing behind you they're coming at you pretty hard uh, but you are you're you're quick you're dexterous you're a pretty good navigator um, so you're keeping you're keeping pretty good distance from them and you make it a few hundred yards down this passageway it's kind of a winding passageway you're cutting back and forth around corners and things um, and um, in spite of the fact that you've lost a lot of blood your adrenaline's really flowing you just said I couldn't use my arm. You finally, you I lost a lot of blood. And well, you were with you couldn't use your arm because you were, you were stabbed. Internal with a knife. wounds, man. Or whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, they bruised. They hit you with the flat of the blade and bruised you like super <laughs> for like half of your life. Force <laughs> of a bruise. Uh, so. You turn a corner and um, you're kind of running down a dark path and. Your lamp goes out. There it is. Going out. Uh, I try and see better. Like, what do you want me to do? What do you <laughs> Okay, spot hidden. Spot hidden. <laughs> you know who I'm not going to see? Bobby was spot hidden, no matter how good I roll, because they killed themselves. 
in the dumbest maneuver that I still don't understand. You just wanted to be a martyr one of the seasons. That's all you wanted. You're just trying to get in early. Um, I'm sorry. Cool. I 69. <laughs> nice. What's that, what's that against? A 55 spot hidden. Yeah, so you don't see anything because it's a cave. It's dark. Um, You're in complete pitch blackness. Um, Actually, curiously, um, you can kind of hear the cultists still coming towards you. um, And they are not, uh, they don't have any kind of light source. They're not emanating any light, but they seem to be uh, making their way quite close to you. Um, All you can hear is them in that direction. And all right. Uh, you're okay, well, I employ my pickaxe unarmed tornado technique um, where I hold my pickaxe <laughs> in my left hand and my right fist out, and I'm just spinning in a circle. Okay, so, yeah, that does not have your intended effect of hitting the cultists or defending yourself in any way or doing anything useful. But what it does do <laughs> is um, you make yourself incredibly dizzy. And... Um, Suddenly, as you're spinning around and you kind of collide with the wall, you actually feel the floor um, give way beneath your feet. So am I am I correct to say that I don't get an attack roll with that maneuver? <laughs> correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Um, so the floor actually gives way beneath your feet, and you find yourself sliding with great speed down uh, some kind of rocky incline. Um, and it's still kind of dark, but actually your eyes start to adjust, which is a bit peculiar because when you're in a cave, um, there should be no light, right? Um, but as you get to the bottom of this outcropping, and let's see, what do you have, two HP left? Uh, oh, no, I have the amount <laughs> I have. Big brother. <laughs> he took six. Is it total? more than one? It is more than one. You take one damage. <laughs> feeling, I'm feeling fall. great, honestly. Uh, when does this major wound go away? Short rest. I nap. We'll, t- we'll, we'll work that out. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sing a nap. Yeah, we'll, nap. we'll work that out later. Um, so you still actually hear from the... You can kind of... You can't really see much, but you still hear the cultists coming from behind you. And in fact, you could start to hear kind of a slidey gravel sound as if they are coming down after you. But you actually look forward and see the faintest glimmer of light. Am I hopeful about it? Or am I like walking to the light like I'm dying? I don't know, dog. It's your character. (laughs) It is the light of... It's a light that you're seeing as a person. You're not... uh, It's it's not guiding you into the afterlife. (laughs) That is exactly what I mean. Uh, Okay. So, um, I, I move towards the light and again um left-handed so I don't even need my right arm to do work anyways um, but I am kind of with my left arm holding the pickaxe kind of out in front of me almost as if uh, um, you know I'm having trouble as I am having trouble seeing to kind of guide me in front okay um, you make your way uh, forward and as you're making your way up and out, well I don't say up and out of the cape but maybe you are making your way up and out of the cape you actually do see the light is getting bigger and you are on an incline, which is going upward. I, I pick and, up the pace. Uh, you make your way out, um, kind of through a few chambers. You can still hear the cultists pursuing you, but uh, you do come across a big old gaping 
opening, which leads out of the cave. Dun, 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 <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, okay, I, like I, I wait for my eyes to, uh, I wait for my eyes to adjust to the light, um, and try and drink in my surroundings so I can make my next move. Okay. You emerge into a serene clearing. The precise opposite of the dark and oppressive depths you've just emerged from. As you look behind you, to your surprise, you realize the footsteps of the cultists have faded away completely. And your glance back reveals no more sign of them in pursuit of you. Before you stretches an immense Appalachian meadow, the dazzling array of spring wildflowers in bloom. Several hundred yards away, the meadow gives way to a tangled tree line, which extends upward into the looming Appalachian Mountains. And though you've spent most of your life in the hills and hollers of Appalachia, as you look up at the tableau before you, you realize with a deep instinctual certainty these mountains are incalculably more ancient and sinister than you've ever imagined. Their soaring heights and immense depth and breadth span greater distances than you can ever recall seeing, with the ancient tangled canopy seemingly writhing and undulating just outside your field of vision. And though the view is positively breathtaking, you have the distinct impression that your sunny meadow is actually the eye of a jagged wreath of thorns. But you have little time to consider your surroundings. Pause. Oh, fuck. What's happening? <laughs> I would, doesn't matter to you, Bobby. You dead, my guy. <laughs> what do you care? You drinking in with everybody else. Oh, something's happening. You have little time to consider your surroundings. Oops. (laughs) Fucking up the ambiance. You have little time to consider your surroundings. For at the top of a gentle incline in the center of the meadow, what dominates your attention is an immense black stag. Durf. The beast stands. (laughs) It's durf. Congratulations, it's a healer. You made it. He casts heal wounds. Immediately casts heal wounds. No, JK. What dominates your attention is an immense jet black stag. The beast stands at least eight feet tall at the shoulder, with its antlers branching and twisting into dozens of razor-sharp points, spanning several yards in every direction. And it stares down at you from the top of that hill with shimmering eyes, the color of red hot coals. And though its appearance is bestial, you could almost swear that its jaw is frozen in a jagged, triumphant smile. What do you do? Roll sanity. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> Don't even roll. Just take me so to zero. It, has, it hasn't. Uh, it hasn't attacked yet, right? 
It's, it's just it's just eyed it's up just and it's standing there. Got that but unmistakably looking at you. Well, do I have a better chance against the stag or the well the cultist the cultist stop. <laughs> um I start with the pickaxe in front of me uh, with my left hand. I start backing back towards the cave, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you try to do, and that's what your mind screams out for you to do. But you fail. Hold on. Let me just conf- Instead, can I confirm the failure of it? You take. <laughs> I, I, ro- I literally rolled a 90, take... anyways. <laughs> uh, you take 20 sanity damage. Okay, sure. Rendering sure. you temporarily insane. What? No. Rather than backing up into the cave, uh, you instead shamble several steps forward against your will and then fall to your knees, petrified. Well. You can't move. You can only watch in dazed horror as the stag steps toward you. You can see now that its black coat shines with a sickly iridescence that subtly oozes and flows down its flanks, creating a growing pool of viscous black liquid at its feet. And it's at this moment you detect the unmistakable odor of gasoline. You also see that the stag's immense rack is in fact growing gnarling and twisting in every direction until the antlers loom over you like the wings of some immense and hideous bird of prey. And as you sit transfixed and befuddled, the edges of those wings curl inward and continue to grow as achingly slowly, unable to move, you are completely encased in a dome of thorns. And as the thicket of spikes begins to blot out the sun, your eyes remain transfixed on the wild, glowing eyes of the creature before you. And you realize that the wall of thorns is moving inward, pressing you inexorably toward those eyes. Your petrification wears off. What do you do? Oh, well, I'm going to assume it doesn't matter. Um... But I'm going to go ahead and um, make a survival roll. <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to not do? Not die survive? from these thorn things. <laughs> I know that's not how the skill is written, well, but if I'm looking at my chart here, no, it's kind no, of the only no, thing. That's, that's, not the, that's not the role you're looking for, I don't think. <laughs> I'm going to, okay, I'm going to roll intimidate. I'm going to try and intimidate this stag. <laughs> Go, go ahead. Go ahead and give me a roll. Cool. Ninety-eight. <laughs> yeah, the the stag is not intimidated. You'll be shocked <laughs> to learn. And in fact, I mentioned before that it has a sort of twisted, jagged smile on its face, um, and it actually takes several steps forward. You can almost see the kind of elation in its eyes as it uh, looks upon your pathetic attempt to... Can I say something real quick? 
I kind of, my heart of hearts told me I was going to fail this no matter how well I rolled. It just would have been nice to roll well. You know what I mean? Like, it would have been nice to say I gave it a shot. But now we don't even know what's going to happen right. because I rolled so poorly. Anyways, continue with my death. So with it, uh, with it walking towards you and you staggering away from the advancing wall of thorns, you're probably now within about 10 feet of the deer. Got one, one more, at least one more move. Um, I'm going to swing my pickaxe at one of its eyes with uh, that crippling disadvantage or whatever it is. Okay. You muster up this... Or go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll. Not that this is predestined <laughs> or anything. <laughs> 32. 32. You got a shot. You're going to take him down. Ugh, 32 doesn't do it. Uh, <laughs> Curveball. You, uh, you muster up kind of uh, one last bit of wild strength. Um, you have, you have a, your, your lifeblood is kind of still ebbing out of you from where the cultist stabbed you in the arm. Um, and you charge toward the deer to try to swing in its eyes. And you actually have a pretty good shot lined up. Um, but as you're coming towards it, suddenly the pickaxe in your left hand, uh, the handle of it, the wooden handle of it, bursts into flames. and scorches your hand, and you drop it. And you don't follow through. In fact, you just stagger to your knees. And at that point, there's very little left for you to do. Because the thorns have gotten closer and closer. And as the stag's demoniac embrace draws you ever closer, your will to fight gives out. As you realize there is no escape. You just realized that. You didn't realize that before. Um, <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> but I'm, I'm big brain, big chuck, baby. <laughs> the thorns pierce you from the sides and back and loft you up until you're eye to eye with the Maleficent Beast. The smell of accelerant overwhelms your nostrils. And as you stare into its pulsing, bright orange eyes, you see everything. The entire planet stretches out before you, and you feel your mind meld and merge with every person and every creature, great and small, on Earth. Simultaneously, you feel every emotion and sensation imaginable course through you as you form an unimaginable and euphoric bond of consciousness with all life on earth. And it is in that next instant as a shockwave rips across the landscape, you see a wall of fire dozens of miles high enveloping the world. And as the earth is consumed by fire, you feel every bit of the pain and anguish as every living thing on earth burns. And above it all, an immense flaming salamander raises its head and roars in triumph and ecstasy. The last thought that flickers through your head is that this sequence of events will come to pass, must come to pass, and there's nothing anyone can do to prevent it. Your mind shatters. And once more, blessedly, 
Everything is Blackness. So that's season three. Good game. You guys all died. All right, good job, end. guys. Season four is coming up. See you guys in soon. a year. Season four, February 2023. <laughs> you mean 2020. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, one week later, camera cuts to a funeral home in rural eastern Kentucky. What's the funeral home called? Shining Hope Funeral Home. Shining Hope Funeral Home. Mm-hmm. A tiny podunk funeral home in a tiny podunk town. And there are three individuals operating the funeral home at this time, one week later. Who are they and what are they doing? Actually, let me take a step back. Two mangled bodies have just arrived from a mining accident downstate. What are the three people in this uh, funeral home doing? Who are they and what are they doing? Dr. Benedict Slicer is tending to the back room. He is a uh, slob of sorts. His laboratory, his offices are a mess. Stains, blood stains, whatever. It's all over the place. He, uh, he tends to the bodies that come in, um, doing autopsies, checking for wounds, uh, causes of death to report to the police. He is, um, an odd of sorts who, um, is mostly the guy who the police go to when there's something weird happening. So currently he may be tending to a body in disarray in in a disorganized office in the back room. You are, uh, as you're tending to these two bodies that come in, uh, one of them is uh, a gentleman by the name of, what was his name? Bobby Nichols. Bobby Nichols. Bobby Bobby Nichols. uh, Is in a a pretty mutilated shape. He was supposedly crushed in a mining accident. Um, But there's another gentleman... Conway Coleman, who supposedly died in the same accident. Is there anything you notice about the wounds on his body? Well, Bobby Nichols, his face looks exploded. Um, but <laughs> that's true. He doesn't have a head. <laughs> Beautifully crushed, crushed right in the head. That is Conway Coleman, fellow. Now he's got. Well, his stab wounds, slices down his abdomen, on his arm. Fellas, this ain't no mining accident. Cut to Brian. Cuthbert Ulysses Sizemore is hunched over uh, his reading desk, uh, his pet snake curling through his fingers, reading from a book. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And then he hears the ding of the bell that lets him notify that there is a visitor, that bodies are being dropped off. And he gets up from the desk and starts to head downstairs to help uh, Slicer. And finally, Kirk. 
Um, the, the, the bell rings. Uh, and as the, as the person comes in, um, my character steps out from behind their desk and walks towards with their arms spread out and goes, Yaps Flannery, Shining Hope Funeral Home. Your worst days are best. How can we help you? And uh, the person who brought the two bodies up says, we have two, we, uh, we just dropped two bodies off in the back with your cutter. Tragic deaths down in the new Carlisle mine in eastern Kentucky. Um, Yaps takes a second and uh, dawning on him, he kind of like roll, like thinks about it for a second. He turns back and goes, tell it to Sweeney. That's where Chucky is. Cut to black. Yeah! All right. <laughs> and so ends the prologue of season three of You Meet the Tavern. Oh my God, Woo! I'm so excited. <laughs>